when like Ponyo commercials were on like Disney Channel, Maddie and I would sing a version of the Ponyo song just going Ponyo Ponyo, she's a little fish. Ponyo Ponyo, a fish that talks cuz we didn't know the we didn't know what the words were, but we just knew the like tune. A review, yeah. There but. is a line that's Ponyo Ponyo Ponyo, happy little fish. Yeah. Ponyo Ponyo, What's a the fish second with half? a face. <laughs> What's the second half? Happy little fish. Ponyo Ponyo. Now she is a girl with a round tummy. <laughs> no, I don't think that's right. <laughs> now she's a girl and she saved the whole sea. She- <laughs> that song has a lot more lyrics every time that I listen to it than I expected yeah. to have. At was least it- it's more upbeat than Airy Yeti. That was a that was a rough airy, one. Airy 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 Yeti. <laughs> Airy, she's got airy, a secret yeti. world, and she lives in tea. She's a she's a tiny girl. She may befriended He's a boy with no tuberculosis. <laughs> 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 it's fun. It's a fun movie. I'm gonna turn off my space here. Tiny little people, tuberculosis. Osmosis <laughs> <laughs> Jones. He's got a deadly yeah. disease. <laughs> yeah, he's terminal. You should watch Osmosis Jones for this podcast. Oh, Osmosis that Jones might end up on the list. I love Osmosis, but see, Jones. I can't. Say, I can't say Osmosis Jones to the tune of the Ponyo song. So I think my I name is what. My name is who. My name is what. Osmosis Jones. It's the best movie. It's so good. As Bill Murray, it's the peak of his of his career. I just um, remember there's one scene in that movie where Bill Murray has a pimple on his head that explodes. And that is the worst. That yeah, part yeah, is the it's worst. Fucking gross. I haven't it seen it since than, I was a little kid. Is it as far than, as I can remember, like most of that movie is it's like mostly animated. Well, it's like Bill Murray like having diarrhea or whatever. No, like, no, just no, no, no. Fat, yeah. sweaty there's Bill Murray. Scene, there's a scene where Bill Murray is eating a hard-boiled egg, drops it in a monkey cage, and picks it up and eats it again. Right. And gets a, yeah. a and horrible like, illness. Yeah, and then, no, then he has a heart also, attack. I think, like, and they're like, "What? Weird." I also <laughs> think like his relationship with his daughter is falling apart or something. <laughs> She's like, "Dad, you I gotta remember, take better care of yourself." I, it's no, like a like, big part. bad fight at the end of the movie, like on the little girl's false eyelashes that she's wearing for some reason. Oh yeah, oh, I remember something about her eyeball. It, no, because yeah. the eyelash like falls into like like alcohol to clean it, and then that's yeah. when the the, the hot right. like guy with the yeah. finger. That's when he dies. Because one the, white it. blood cell from Bill Murray got onto his daughter's eyeball and made it back inside him. There like, you go. do you guys remember the scene where the bad guy is like on the boat with the other like cells, and he like cuts the one guy open, and he like explodes yeah. from the inside He's out. Pussy. That yeah. fucked me up as a kid. <laughs> But it's a it's like cell. baby's first body it's horror. A cell. <laughs> like, what a weird concept for a movie. I yeah, it's just like the human body. Well, I don't know. Like, what if, what if there was a, a movie where it was all like, about Bill Murray burping and farting and pooping and no? What sweating. if it was about like the cells of the body, but it's like a buddy cop? They have movie. like jobs. That's fun. Yeah. And then, oh, but, yeah, also, the but also, also Bill Murray is shitting and farting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, and then he dies a at the end, cab, except not a really. Cab. Yeah. <laughs> all white, oh wait, wait a wubba cab. A wubba cab. And they play that as the world falls to the ground song with Osmosis Jones and the pill, like holding hands as Bill Murray just like disintegrates or whatever. No, no. I don't remember. <laughs> they go on a hike. They go on a hike at the end. Bill Murray farts himself to death. No! 
<laughs> this is disrespectful to Osmosis Jones. I will not stand for it. Rip in peace, Osmosis Jones. I always yeah, think it's Will Smith in now. that movie, but it's Chris mm-hmm, Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah. What an incredible film. Guess how many times I saw uh, In the Heights last week? <laughs> how many times how many did times? you watch In the Heights? In between uh, Thursday and Monday, uh, four times. <laughs> Were they all yeah, in Keisha, theaters? you like to... No, only oh, three. Okay. <laughs> okay. Keisha, no, you like to describe yourself as a recovering theater kid. I, I think do. That's what we, I think that's what we call a relapse. A relapse, a relapse, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. yeah. Relapse, I just have, like, a lot of friends who I wanted to see it with, and I was like, well... <laughs> but what is it, the point of the plot of Osmosis Jones is that there's, like, the cell, and he's, do like, I say at, every, at everyone, sorry, sorry, sorry. Is, like, is it, everybody's not working. He's trying, somebody's trying to kill Bill Murray. Right, but what's the disease he has? Is it like tuberculosis or is like... Is it the thrax. scarlet fever? The it's scarlet. called thrax. Thrax. Oh, and so, yeah. it's, so it's not like a disease. It's in, No, it's a made-up disease. Okay, got it. Yeah. It's evocative of anthrax, but not and necessarily And I bet you, anthrax. I bet you $10 billion I, you can find an animated AMV about how hot he is. Hold on. <laughs> Almost for sure. Yeah, I like I rewatched that in college, like freshman year, because I was like, "Was Osmosis Jones real?" And so I looked up, looked it up, and watched it. It's, it really, uh, it is. A it movie. really is. It certainly really is. So I did just Google Thrax AMV as just a goof, and about two hundred thousand <laughs> results did come up. So I would just like to say that I think I think I know the internet. <laughs> I will say they like didn't really. That's not really how viruses work, but you know. Yeah, they also no don't credits. have faces, Keisha. I mean, it depends <laughs> yeah, on the virus. It all depends. <laughs> Did you see, what was it, like, ta- the Get Taiwan, like, a health organization here. or something that drew, like, hot anime boys for, like, every disease? <laughs> Did you see those pictures? That sounds no. like something. That really does sound like something. That's well, so I mean, funny. like, the actual art is, like, beautiful. Head. It's just, like... Look, here's smallpox, and it's like this, like hot anime boy. <laughs> it's really funny. Anthrax. He's like, ooh ooh. <laughs> ooh Yeah, it's like. Coronavirus. Like, oh, here's the bubonic think, plague, know, and it's like this, like hot woman listen, with this like veil on. Anthrax is just my like, comfort character. He's my ooh baby. <laughs> I don't listen. You can like a character without he's condoning their actions. Uh, listen, I love Anthrax. Do I think he's a good guy? No, but I love him. He's my comfort character. I really wish that people I've wouldn't read the have Anthrax. Lore. You don't even know about his backstory. It's really, yeah, it really on. upsets me when people have Anthrax because he is my comfort character, and sometimes I feel like people don't treat him right when they have him in their own body. Guys, Anthrax is suicidal, and you can't say bad things about him. He was bullied in high school. <laughs> anyway, I've on been, that note, I've been on TikTok too much. I know, I know what's going on. Hello, God, TikTok nerds allowed. Yeah, hi, my name is Jackson welcome. McMurray. My name is Adeline McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes, and today we are joined by beloved guest Anna McGuire. Hi, I'm Anna McGuire. Uh, write a podcast. Did yeah, you plug your this? plug your shit. Hey. Uh, I write and direct a an SCP podcast called Find Us Alive. It's an original narrative podcast. If you're here, you probably have already heard about it. But if you're new, come listen to my podcast. It's pretty good. Uh, Jackson's in it. I am. I write music also. He plays a character and he writes music in it. Every, and no, I also yeah. was the ghostwriter for um, 
Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. She that doesn't plug that all the time. True. But... I was two yeah. years old, mm-hmm. but a very prolific ghostwriter at the true. time. Just yeah. a good vibration. Uh, I have an announcement. pencil in both hands like this. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I have a joke. I was going to say I'm also on Find Us Alive, but just nobody knows that. Like, not nobody knows that. <laughs> Yeah, I see, I put Adeline's eyes in, and I just turn the volume all the way down. So she's yeah, there, the you just off. can't hear her. Yeah. Well, if you yeah, play it backwards... Honestly, I, I think I'm, like, the key component of it. I'm the glue that keeps it all together. Mm-hmm. If you play it an episode of Find Us Alive backwards, you will hear Adeline saying, <laughs> turn me on dead me. men. Yeah. She's back But right really, yeah. really quietly. <laughs> and we um, allude to the fact that I murdered Jackson, as we've discussed many a time yeah. in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Not Jackson's character, like Jackson in real life. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, in Jackson in IRL. Did you ever hear yeah. about that, Anna? There was a hot second where I was, like, really sincerely seriously considering faking my own death. I was I was there for that original <laughs> was conversation. That, okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. got it. I was uh, really considering I was very <laughs> on board because I would be a quintessential part of that plan because right. I would need to oh, publicly absolutely. grieve you. It's <laughs> true. Uh, okay, I have an announcement. Uh, this is not going to mean much for audio listeners, but for video listeners, I just need to set the set the stage for this. If which is that to the video. Uh, I have decided... Uh, this is a very personal decision for me. Um, I've decided to give a mustache the old college try. It's been a while. It's been a while since I gave the mustache the old college try. So, over the next two weeks, if it's bad, keep it to yourself. Okay? Oh. Just putting it out in the open. It's uh, kind of bad Chuck, right now. This is, this is the first time I am hearing of this. Yeah, why do you, mm-hmm. why do you need to hear about it? It's my body. Whoa. That's a good point. I'm pretty excited. That's so, exciting. So that's just that. We might make I, it. We might not. Think, I've been I've been pretty challenged so, when it comes to facial hair most of my life. But maybe I'm at a point where I can pull it off. I don't know. Only one way to we find can out. Jackson, have you ever tried the full beard? Have you ever given that a shot? Beard doesn't work. No, not a chance. Beard doesn't work? Not a chance You want to try? I mean, if you're already trying with the mug, well, yeah, you might as well. No. Full throttle, baby. <laughs> What it will look like? Okay, but your dad to the has. Metal. Your this, your dad has like a full beard though, right? Yeah, I mean my dad's yeah. always been able to grow facial hair. I don't know. Maybe I should ask him. Maybe I should ask him like when he started being able to grow a beard. Do you have to just like? Do you dad, have to just like clench up really? Body. I don't understand. You have to like push it out. You have to right. push it out of your of yeah. your cheeks. You have to actively yeah. work <gasps> on it. I yep. think I think that. Um, it's like I mean, look. Here's the here's the truth, right? Like this is what my mustache looks right now. This is like six days. Okay. And it's like, you can kind of see it. There's like a little bit of something. It's not great. Um, but like beard, if I like fully don't, it just looks like I have dirt on my face. Like mm-hmm. there are hairs there. There are hairs like all over, but they're, 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 in, they're individuals, right? It just looks like. Maybe what? You what if you got like surgery, you get you get that base hair plug you get surgery. like the light like little bit of hair but no you get the hairspray that's supposed to make your beard darker <laughs> oh, but if that... you just have like the if you have the base of texture so people would be like yeah hey, you have spray paint on your face but when they touched it they would, <laughs> they feel, would feel the it. hairs okay here's so what I'll say they're working together how about this um we make it to fifty We're followers. We're already talking about how grody your mustache is going to be. <laughs> we make it to fifty followers on Twitch. Here's the reward, okay? I buy some bootleg uh, hair growing, beard <laughs> growing product. See uh-huh. what happens. 
You're gonna mess up your steroid production in your body. You're (laughs) for clout. I'm just saying for clout. You have pretty sensitive skin, so that's probably a very (laughs) bad idea. I will grow my beard out with you in solidarity. Here's my check-in for 24 years. Got some pretty good, pretty solid growth so far. Oh, see, I shave daily. I know. I've really been trying. I think it's the Asian, you know? I have to shave daily or else my, like, big voluptuous beard would make Jackson (laughs) jealous of me. That's fair. And Mm -hmm. I I don't want to be resented for having a better mustache. Well, it's also, like, you know, you can only sing the, the, like, bearded lady song from... What's the What's the movie? This is me. Uh, I could sing. Jake I could sing any Shulman. song I wanted this, if I this had is a real, This is me. I'm exactly where I belong to be. Now. You just get would get so exhausted singing every day. It's just like it's not worth it to have this beard. Be this bearded lady. Time is I, beard. I would sing every song if I had a big, huge beard because it would be fucking awesome. Yeah, you know what they say. Yeah, I'd rock it's it. It's not over till the bearded lady sings. Uh, so, today on the show, we're talking about the newest Disney Plus original feature. Moana. Moana. Uh, the famous Italian film, Moana. Moana. Um, we're talking about, we're talking about Luca. Uh, if, if you didn't know by the title of the stream, title of the podcast, overlay, we're talking about uh, Luca, the newest Pixar, Our good boy. newest Pixar joint. Here's my here's my jumping off point. Okay, this is the first thing I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking sucks that they didn't put this in theaters. Yeah, it really yeah. really does. Mm-hmm. I can I understand that like when they were making the decision, like it was kind of it in was that, back. Before. We were in yeah. limbo then, where it was like right. maybe it's just not worth it. But it would have been worth it if yeah. If we had a time yeah. traveler, this is another, it's more proof that time travel is not real. Any of our listeners who are a time traveler? And I would tell them to put Luke on theaters. <laughs> I would do those two things. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that, like, animated movies especially are, like, one of the few kinds of movies that, like, I mean, I don't want to say a few kinds of movies, but, like, are one of the movies that especially benefit from a theatrical experience, you know? Especially when it's, like, mm-hmm. a Pixar movie where it's, like, part of the whole appeal of this thing is like how many like resources go into it and the way that it looks and the, 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 the tiniest details in the animation are so like important, like seeing it in a big screen's important. Like, you know, it sucks that soul got bumped to Disney plus two, but like at that point I was okay with it, you know, felt normal, mm-hmm. felt like something that just yeah. had to happen. But like, it's also this just is nice like, to have something new at that point. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like this is like we're doing this thing again. Like we're the movies are back, baby, and like <laughs> I I think that like this absolutely could have just gone to theaters, and I would have been I honestly would have preferred if they did the thirty dollar rental bullshit rather than just like put mm-hmm. it on, you know? Because I want to I want to I want to see yeah. it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Yeah, well, it's true. I I have to say that we have like proven almost basically completely that Disney needs to stop doing the fucking $30 paywall <laughs> thing because I have heard nobody talking about Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah, I no. heard nobody um, talking Lindsay about Ellis Mulan. Did. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> she did, but 
I, but like I immediately, everybody was talking about soul immediately. And literally today, the day of, again, literally everybody is talking about Luca. Like if you want people to watch your movie, maybe don't put a $30 paywall behind it. Like, (laughs) no, it's totally like, and I think it's a little bit different now because when they're doing it, it's in theaters. Right. And I feel like 90% of the Mm -hmm. people who are talking about Cruella probably went to see it in theaters because, uh, hey, that costs $8. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not 30 and not 30 uh, Yeah. But, like, I think, I think, like, I don't know. I'm thinking a lot about the HBO Max thing lately because, like, a lot of people are saying that that's why In the Heights isn't doing as great as people were hoping is because it's on HBO Max for yeah. free. But, like, Godzilla vs. Kong did pretty well. Yeah. Um, And everything else... I mean, the only other things they've really had have been, like, Mortal Kombat and Conjuring 3. Um, Mortal Kombat, which broke box office Yeah, records. and it's like, I don't think Mortal Kombat I'm did that certain. great, but I'm sure it did, like, fine. But, like, In the Heights is yeah. the first one, and I don't think Conjuring 3 did super great either, but, I, you know, like I say, I think it did fine. And, like, In the Heights is currently doing, like... Fine to kind of bad. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I'm really. Despite Keisha's best efforts. <laughs> right, I really yeah. have. Heard, I've used a lot of money to watch in the yeah. this, this <laughs> weekend. Yeah. And because, you know, I, and it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not sure I actually believe that putting things on HBO for free deters people from seeing it in the theaters. Um, because I think people mm-hmm. want to go to theaters. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. And because it's I think like Godzilla vs. Kong kind of proved that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But, like, it's the thing. There's a, a particular experience that I really love about this day and date thing, which is, like, going to see a movie in theaters and seeing people memeing on it, like, opening day, you know? Like, getting home mm-hmm. from the theaters and, you know, maybe you make a GIF yourself, maybe somebody else is doing it, but you see GIFs on social media of Scorpion and Sub-Zero doing their great thing and Godzilla on the on the yeah, aircraft carrier. Excellent fatalities. Those great fatalities. Yeah. And people like that's like on Twitter that day. All of, yeah, people have already pirated all of Luca onto TikTok already. Like it's already <laughs> right. in 27 parts yeah. on TikTok. But it's like that's an experience that absolutely never happened before the pandemic, right? It used to be like, oh, I saw this movie and there's a bunch of jokes I want to make about it online, but like I can't get that footage and I don't know if anybody else has necessarily seen it yet, so I just type it out. I'm like you guys know from Batman versus Superman when he said this, that was really, what if instead he that said, like, funny. I don't know, it's not like a meme, you know, mm-hmm. you can't really, there's like a virality to it that doesn't happen. And when it's, when the movie's like available to you, like right then, it's like a whole other like side of marketing, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. And I just have to mm-hmm. wonder like how that affects it and if that might be something that might be more normal going forward. I do think it definitely depends on the type of movie as well, because, like, Godzilla vs. Kong, that's absolutely a theater movie. Godzilla movies have always been theater movies. Mm. Like, this is big and loud, and there's a big boy, and you want to see all of the big boy on the biggest screen possible. Like, that that is what it's for. And, like, and even, like, uh, Ninja Fight, what's the movie called? Mortal Kombat! <laughs> No, no, it's Kombat. Kombat. no, it's called Ninja Fight. Yeah, Mortal Kombat it's, is that same Mortal kind of Kombat thing. It's Mortal Kombat Ninja like, Fight. It's I thought it was yeah, Ninja, Ninja Fight. fight. 
subtitle Mortal Kombat. Subtitle. Yeah, no, that's what it is. The first, the first one without Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> the first we don't, we don't get to it in this one. Sorry. No tournament yeah. player. <laughs> but it's like the, it's that same energy. It's a big action movie. It's fun. Mm. It's loud. You want to see it in the theater. I don't know. I don't know if In the Heights is that same kind of movie. I feel like that's a movie that a bunch of theater kids yeah. want to watch in a basement there are a together lot of where people, they can be, like, loud and rowdy. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of people who are, like, fundamentally opposed to musicals. Right. Who, mm-hmm, like, exactly. are not going to want to see it in theaters, like, regardless yeah. of if it's good. Why do I still see that all over the place? In the year of our Lord 2021, why are, like boring people like it's a musical i don't like musicals like what why it's just, yeah. it, it makes me uncomfortable well, when people openly express their emotions well like, i mean i, I just, think it's the I, thing I just don't comprehend the mindset but i mean that's the thing that's the thing i was talking about i guess you weren't there adeline but we were talking about it last <laughs> week like one of the things about i mean it also applies to american animation we could talk about that like i talked about american animation mm-hmm. and american broadway musicals being, like, kind of exclusive in the sense that, like, they're the only, like, mediums that are really, really strongly pigeonholed into particular genres and genre conventions, you know? And, like, so to say, like, I don't like animated movies is, like, kind of fair, because there's a lot of really specific things that animated movies usually are, and you might not like it. It's like, that's cool. I mean, it's a little bit bullheaded of you to just, like, you know... Dismiss everything out of hand. Dismiss everything, but it's like it would be a lot more, a lot more astute of an observation than saying like I don't like live action movies or whatever. Because you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't like action. But like saying you don't like animated movies, like kind of makes sense because we all kind of know that animated movies are sort of pigeonholed. We know what you're talking about when you say that. Yeah. What about Sausage Party, Jackson? The only adult animated movie that's ever been made. What about I mean, that? and that's also like coming from a very like American lens as well. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, this is something that your dad says, and only yeah. Your dad says. I think that there are a lot of reasons why In the Heights like isn't doing as well as people thought it was going to. Like a, all of the musical stuff, and then also like people have already been going to the movies again. Like mm-hmm. I remember the first time I went to a movie, I was like, I'll see anything, I'll do anything right now. <laughs> right, I'm so yeah. excited. Mm-hmm. To I'm kind of still which we there. Talked about. Yeah, same. Well, yeah. same. I'm thinking obviously. about seeing the Hitman's like, wife's bodyguard this weekend. That's how deep I am. <laughs> what about in this? Spirit the Rides Hitman's Again? Hitman's wife's bodyguard. Yeah. Not Spirit Rides Again? No. Which, no. can I just say one thing about Spirit Rides Again? Is that <laughs> it looks so fucking bad. Why? It like, looks because so bad. The original Spirit is, like, beautiful. About colonialism. Is yeah. about colonialism. But also, yeah. like, Is about the Native why, Americans. Why is it, why is it not look good? Yeah, like, yeah, it's a DreamWorks movie. It looked like it was made by Cocomelon. Like, yeah. Like, literally, why could they not have just made it a different horse? Yeah, or like, like even that. The like, whole I don't know. point of Spirit is that he like does not vibe with people. Yeah, <laughs> right. DreamWorks a horse. It's. I think that is a fundamental. I always say that DreamWorks is one of my least favorite anim- animation studios, and it is because they pigeonhole themselves into only doing sequels. They will have an original movie that is awesome, and then they'll just do fucking sequel after sequel after sequel until they kick it dead and they cannot make money off of it anymore. So I think that's what they're trying to do with Spirit, where people recognize Spirit, so we're gonna have 12... 
can't wait for the animated to... movies until they're not good right. anymore. Like they're fucking doing Shrek again, and I love Shrek. Like the first two Shrek movies, I think are genuinely be- like awesome movies. But like, there's like seven Madagascar movies for fucking no reason. For no reason, it's because DreamWorks just wants heard... that money, and they're gonna squeeze it until it's dead. Have you heard John Green's review of Penguins of Madagascar? Because it's actually pretty good. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I've heard people kind of sounds... like that movie, though. I've it's heard like, that's actually, like a hidden gem. They have like a pretty yeah. good take on like how the way humanity like cares about nature is only if it is beneficial to them. Like we right. only care about penguins because mm-hmm. they're cute to us. And the villain of the movie is an octopus who's like he's inventing so like a machine that makes cute animals ugly so that humans care about ugly animals too right and then you're kind of like mm-hmm. mm, excellent point actually <laughs> penguins of madagascar excellent point like Evil fair enough yeah anyway uh screw you yeah. you ugly yeah, animals yeah not to say that like <laughs> yeah not to say like i don't know I, I want to backtrack a little, not to, like, shit on those movies. It's like, if, if you fucking love Shrek 3, go off. I don't love that movie, but if you <laughs> love that movie, like, that's no whatever. No one loves Shrek 3. But you just are came into defending of one of these movies, right. I'm saying is, from the mindset of the studio, is people like Madagascar, we're going to make five of them, because five-year-olds will go see it, and we will make money, because their parents recognize Madagascar. And so I think that's the same thing with Spirit. Like, it's weirdly not even a nostalgia thing. Like, I feel yeah. like that's a part of the Toy Story, like, making more Toy Stories. is that, like, oh, people well, see it. Well, it's also, it was childhood. a TV show. Like, it has been a TV yeah, show on Netflix. Yeah, which people had a problem with when it was a TV show. And the animation looks the same as when it was a shitty yeah. animated Netflix TV show. Like, it's just bad from all sides. It's just fucking bad. You know something what we gotta... actually... Go ahead. Uh, just to put in one one last word about like ch- like children's movies. So I spent the last year working in like a daycare slash preschool. So I've seen a lot of very very <laughs> bad kids movies. Yeah. But one of the most like validating things ever was that kids still fucking love Spy Kids. Yeah, Spy like, Kids is good. Yeah. Spy Kids is so good. And <laughs> like we watched it, and movie. I was like. I was like, I don't know if they're going to like this because it like does feel very like early 2000s and they don't vibe with that a lot of the time. But we watched it like five times in one week because they just like kept asking for it. And I'm like, yes, you have good taste. It's a good fucking movie. Yeah, it's better than We Can Be Heroes. That's for what sure. Is, I never that? said that We Could Be Heroes is better than Spike Kids. Yes, you did. No, I yes, did. you did. What is that? Oh, I know. It was La- Shark Boy and Lava Girl or something. It was we the Shark seeing... Boy and Lava Girl sequel on I Netflix, can't remember. Which I oh, thought was back. pretty good. And I said I thought it was pretty we good. Fight. Yeah. It was kids, not as good I think you as Spike Kids. The kids of today still appreciate Spike Kids is what my point was. I don't think I ever said it was better than Spike Kids. I don't remember what our fight was. If I, said it, was, if I said it was, if I said it was better Spy than Spy Kids, Kids it was probably just because I was trying to make you angry. Gaslighting, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you did. I have. I will. I will. This is the hill I will die on. Is the okay. Spy Kids hill? <laughs> um, here's something we need to talk about on this podcast. This is something Luca? that we've been the kicking around Luca? back and forth. Well, the movie Luca eventually, but first this. <laughs> we'll get there. Do we Buckle want to up. do? Do we want to do? It's five thirty-five. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> do we want to we do? We all fucking do. Do we want to do Boss Baby Two on the podcast? No. 
I want to. I very do want to badly. talk about ba- Boss Baby. I have wanted to talk about well, Boss Baby because I genuinely think it's a crazy film. It comes out next week. Get back here. Anna, come back. Comes out when? Boss Baby Two comes out one week from today. Oh, I'm gonna be out of town then. Can't do well, it. Can't come. Well, Won't we're gonna. There. Oh we're no! Gonna wait. Do. Sorry. Not one week from today. Uh, first week of of July, which is when we have oh, the Avatar. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna be out of town then. I can't. <laughs> but I, like, I don't think that's one we need to cover. I don't think that's one that we need to really strike when the iron is hot Immediately, about. Immediately, yeah. Because like, the next week after that's Black Widow. Maybe we hit Boss Baby two after that. We don't do just or like instead of Black Widow. We don't do movies we can just dunk on enough. I think this would be healthy yeah, for us. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, if you break. did, if you did, uh, Black Widow and Boss Baby two back to back, you could have two different types of bosses. It's true. The boss cinematic universe. Girl bosses. The boss. The boss baby boss and the girl boss. What about Boss by Fifth Harmony? I mean, the Boss Baby two is about a girl boss. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But Every day is it is in, okay boss. in in Boss Baby, which yes. I have not seen. I have. Isn't the <laughs> whole thing that like the baby is like lying to the parents about being really intelligent? No, yes. all the babies are. All the babies Every, are. But so they're, all lying. they're technically gaslighting. Yes. So you yeah. have you can no. have girl boss and gaslight, no, and then you just need one for gatekeep, <laughs> and you'll have all which three. Is, yeah. Which is what Spirit trying to two Spirit Rides hold on. Again is about. <laughs> no, 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 hold on. Spirit, Spirit Two and you are another And have Genki. No, so here's the thing. So Jackson, you're you're wrong about the Boss Baby lore. First of all, I can't is believe that the Boss Baby. It's not that all the babies are intelligent. You are either a smart baby for business, or you're a dumbass baby that goes down and gets to have a happy family. So, the thing is that there's a bunch of boss babies, which are the intelligent babies, which get sent down to Earth from heaven okay. or some or whatever the fuck it is to complete the task of, like, stopping the bad guys. So, the babies, there's, like, the group of Who's babies the in the neighborhood. Is it an octopus? Oh, all the ba- so there are, like, guy, alpha babies that are, like, in charge of the other babies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then there's... And okay. so the bad guy... No, so this is the gatekeep part. Babies. So the bad guy... The bad guy is somebody... So after you, like, are done... Like, when you're a boss baby and you fuck up really badly, the way they demote you is they, like, send you down to be a regular baby. So the villain used to be a boss baby, became a regular baby, and then grew up into an old man, and then as an old man realized that he used to be a boss baby... And but then what he does, and order so, been boss okay, babies. Wait, then? wait so all, no, you, only all, some of them. Because babies grow into humans. Like why no, would okay, so all if the you demoted are, boss wait, wait, babies? Stop, no, they're stop. all humans. They're all so, humans. Just Adeline. some of them are smart enough to be boss babies. Adeline. Yes, Anna. So if you are a demoted boss baby, and you go mm-hmm. down to Earth to be punished to be like with a human family, and yes. if this guy doesn't like, he's remembering that he was a boss baby. Like, the boss babies have, like, full adult intelligence, right? Yes. So they have to basically, like, do they... Kill them? Do they have to go through, like, like, a A horrifying process of, like, losing their memory of, like, having adult, like, thoughts and feelings? 
so what it is is that the babies have to keep drinking like this special serum that keeps keeps them smart. Right. And if they don't do that, then they become regular babies. So they just cut yeah. off his supply. Basically. So that's horrifying. But so the reason that as an adult that he remembers is that he sucks on a pacifier, and that's like what triggers it or whatever. So, but so what he's trying to do? Oral protective. I've been trying to get to the part of the thing that I actually wanted to say for like 20 minutes. But the thing, when he's gatekeeping cuteness, he's gatekeeping cuteness because he wants no one to have any babies anymore because he's just bitter right. about it or something, I, do I guess. That. Yeah. So he's making So he's making super cute puppies. So that nobody will want a baby anymore and puppies will be the cutest. Just Because people have happening. babies because they're cute. That's the whole that's Yeah, the whole that's reason. the only reason. Yeah. Kind of so, like yeah, Penguins of Madagascar. So you have all three. Well, I mean, isn't the second one about like the girl boss baby? Yeah, it is. So the, the second girl one baby. would girl have all three. Because <laughs> it'd have the girl boss, the gaslighting, and the seen, gatekeeping. Have you not seen that trailer, Keisha, where Amy Sedaris is the no, girl boss baby who calls them both boomers? It's Amy Sedaris! Oh my god! And I they still turn, don't watch they it. turn. So what I've seen is that this is a sequel. So both because at the end of the original Boss Baby, the, the, it's been like the story. It's been the dad who is the main character telling the story to his daughter, and then we see them both grown up later, and it's like, oh, that's cute. But so then the sequel is that they are adults and then they are somehow going to be turned back into children. Yeah, they turn back into which box is babies. And back into okay, babies. Let me just say so, if you're going to do we're not the supposed to what what Anna? I know we're not supposed to like talk to chat because this is going to be a podcast episode. No, we can um, talk to but chat. They they are being talk- very funny right now. <laughs> 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 yeah, Shutter, Shutter Island Boss Baby adaptation is a good string of words. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, have you seen the trailer for Old? The M. Night Shyamalan yes. movie? Okay, but wait. I'm excited about that. Here's something. If we're going to do Girl Boss <laughs> Baby... Hitchcock's The Boss Baby. <laughs> if the we're Boss gonna Babies do, should go to that island. If they had made Tina Fey the Girl Boss Baby... I would have been oh. like butts in seats day one. That would have been a yeah, perfect, yeah, that would have been perfect awesome. marketing move. I would have what been do like, the boss babies do I'm for there. business? Yeah. What yeah. kind of business do they do? Well, you know, they're going to do that weird do animation movie Elon thing Musk? where they're going to like simultaneously try to be like, we're with you, Gen Z, but at the same time be making fun of Gen Z. So they're going to try to actually make a weird feminist statement, but it's going to be destroyed by the fact that they're talking about a girl boss full stop. The old emoji so, movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be the Give emoji the movie. Emoji it's going to be Scoob. They're going to try to yeah. say something, and by saying but by saying nothing, they're going to try to say something. Hey, and remember when they made Scoob, nothing. and they made Scooby-Doo speak in, like, full, complete, coherent <laughs> yeah. sentences, just regular, and it was Just a regular weird. talking voice. God, yeah. I hate Remember Scoob when so they much. fucking made Scoob, and the judge from American Idol was there <laughs> for fucking no reason? That's one of the Showed the fuck up. Wait, no. Like it was fucking Shrek 2. Simon Cowell, like, like, not as an actor, like, showed up. No. As like a character. Where they're like, Simon Simon Cowell, Cowell, like, it's like a pop culture reference. Oh, no. It's like Like, a whole extended bit. It's fucking 2008. It's like. It's the worst. No one has cared about Simon Cowell for like 10 years. No. Scoob is like sincerely one of my. Not since he invented One Direction. Scoob is like sincerely one of my least favorite movies of like the last five years. This is a Scoob's. This I, is a Scoob hate account. I hate Scoob. Scoob Are we gonna talk about Luca? <laughs> I'm 
is so funny. It's like the longest we've gone for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but this not always happens. Especially, uh, or no, this Wu, is how you know. Wu Jumbo posits that what if the boss babies sold drugs? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Drug wait, boss I just, baby. I, here are my thoughts on boss baby. Is A, I think that Elon <laughs> okay. Musk was probably a boss baby, right? Yeah, of like, course he was. Yeah. No, 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 no. Elon Musk was one of the drooling Neanderthal idiot babies, but he really, really wants you to think that he was a boss baby, but, but he, he just demoted. stole the ideas from he's other boss babies. No, he's being no, he was never by there. a boss baby to look like a person <laughs> who was a boss baby. Yeah, and he never was a boss baby. <laughs> Also, what do the boss babies do? What is their business? They just are They in run suits? the government, Keisha. Wake up. What? Come <laughs> up? That's I don't question. actually know what the babies do. That is a flaw. I don't, I don't know, know what the boss babies do. They're like, we're doing business. We're boss babies. I mean, yeah, that's that's basically what it I is. Mean, they're what like, I'm we're gathering doing is they're like in things. charge of like assigning babies to the family that they're born to. Is Something that? like that. I think that's just Storks, though. Storks. I think that's a different movie, which it's was actually same. pretty good, if I remember. I mean, are they not just like the same? concept basically it's about babies they're kind of the same concept storks is cuter and a little bit more animated you could tell somebody gave just a little bit more of a shit when they were people making kind of gave a like shit about feel... boss baby what's the what's the one with some the, people uh... did give a little bit of a shit about boss speaking baby. of giving shit about giving shit about animation ice age what i know i'm just kidding i was just as it is an ice age <laughs> goof uh, we My sister talk just about yelled Ice Age Luca. from the other room. Just so speaking of speaking of uh, young boys in the water. <laughs> speaking of young ice boys. <laughs> speaking of dropping your kids There's off no at the ice pool. In this movie. Uh, so Luca, Luca, a Disney Plus original flick, is. So, so here's here. I mean, I, I really like the movie. I think I think it's one yeah, of those. Yeah, it's a wonderful movie. I think it's one of those Pixar movies that like. I mean, we, I feel like we say this every time we cover a Pixar movie, where we're just like. Yeah, it was really good, but it feels kind of weighted down by the expectations of how awesome Pixar movies can be. That people pun it. That yeah. you're just kind of like, yeah, Here that was mine. like a mid-tier Pixar movie. It's like, that's better than most movies. I think, honestly, yeah. though, it's one of my favorites to look at that they've made in, like, mm-hmm. a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I think beautiful to look at. Here is my hot take. Because here's the thing. The fact that we've talked about something else for 45 minutes tells you that this is a really good movie. To the, but to the point that we don't really have a lot to say of it, and we will have our big takes, and then we will be out of things to say because it's I genuinely have some, just a really good I have good some movie. things to say. I have some things to say. Keisha has some things to say. Yeah, but my big take is I think that this this movie is very much in the vein of Soul and Coco and Wander. What's that movie called? Onward. Is it Wander? Wander? Onward. Wait, got it. Wander. Y'all gotta fucking stop bringing up every time I forget a word, because we will be here for nine hours if you do it every single time. If we take five minutes to talk about every time I forget a word, we're gonna be here for nine hours. It wasn't the word. I I just didn't know. I was like, what movie is... (laughs) I thought of Wonder, the one with Jacob Tremblay, who plays Luca, so I got... There we go. That's the confusion. My point being, and it's like Onward. Like, it's all those movies where they're very... Wonder! Where they're very chill, like, it feels like, it feels like, like, this kind of, it doesn't feel like boom, 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 plot point, plot, plot, plot point, plot point. Like, it feels like we're telling the story, it's a little bit smoother. It sort of meanders I, around a little bit. 
Yeah, exactly. We're meandering a little bit. It's really nice. I feel like Pixar as a whole is, like, really getting away from villains, which I think is an excellent decision, and I think it's really improving their movies. Because, like, obviously Luca, there's, like, the... There is the villain. There's the shithead kid. villain kid, yeah. Yeah, but he's not, like... He's not, like, a big bad. He's just, like, a shitty kid, and he's he's in their way. There's, like... There's no, like, I'm Ron... Ron Sea Monster Hunter, and I'm gonna kill all the sea monsters... Exactly. Like, I feel like the last, like, big Coco, or the big Pixar villain was really in Coco with Ernesto de la Cruz. But so much of that movie happens, and so much of that movie is about stuff other than Ernesto de la Cruz being the bad guy till like, way later in the film. And so it really feels like we're making this transition into this kind of meandering storytelling that just, like, it has antagonists, of course, but doesn't have, like, a big bad villain. And I really, I really like it. Honestly, this movie does have a lot of just, like, a little bit of, like, Ghibli vibes, especially with, like, the credits. Like, how much storytelling just, like, happens in the credits, like, just for fun yeah. and, like, the colors. And, of course, it's got Ponyo vibes because we're in the ocean and it's vaguely reminiscent of The Little Mermaid because, of course. Yeah. But, like, it's mermaids. just, it's really, it's a really nice way of storytelling that I think I'm, I'm glad that Pixar's doing this. I know that people are going to be like, this doesn't feel like a Pixar film, but it absolutely feels like a Pixar film. It just feels like this new direction that Pixar seems to be going in. I it mean, doesn't seem exactly... like a 2009 Pixar film. <laughs> right. I mean, it's yeah, exactly, exactly what I'm talking about, what I talked about about Soul. You know, I, you guys all dogpiled on me, just beat the fucking shit out of me, just left me in a fucking coffin. When I said that, yeah. like, I didn't like how, like, over-animated Soul was, and I didn't like how, like, brutally realistic all the textures on it were. And, like, you just fucking killed me. Like, stabbed me right between the Yeah, I'm about, to, I'm about to kill you. No, we I disagree. Uh, I, think, and, I think over-texturing models is a right. choice I don't really like. And it's, like, a combination of that and the way it's animated, where it's, like, very naturalistic, very much trying to, like you know, uh, imitate the way things move in reality. They're trying to, like, mimic reality as close as they possibly, possibly can. And this is the first time I can see them, like, knowing, like, like, conscientiously trying to take a step back from that. Like, not only do the people look different, do the people look more stylized, but the, you know, they've still got beautiful, gorgeous, lush textures, but, like, the way people move is different. Like, people are a lot stiller in this movie than they like are that in, like, scene soul. where he's learning how to walk yeah and he just like mm-hmm. instinctually wiggles is so sweet <laughs> yeah. so yeah. he's like it's like swimming but but like vertical <laughs> like uh okay <laughs> just, like, i think one of my yeah. favorite things wiggles. in this it's great one of my favorite things in this movie is how like how saturated the colors are and how bright the lighting is mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. especially in like his little dream sequences like some of the oh, characters yeah. would be like straight up washed out because they're yeah. so like bright right. but it would just like add to like the sort of dreamy feel and like the immersion and all the colors were so like bright all the time mm-hmm. it was just so I like said- nice to look at <laughs> I feel like there has been a weird, and I think that this is something that Pixar is going away from again. It feels like there was such a big distinction between the aesthetics of, like, the Pixar movies and then the aesthetics of the Pixar shorts. Because the shorts would just be crazy and beautiful and doing whatever the fuck they wanted with animation. And they were just these beautiful little showcases of storytelling and animation style and all that stuff. And then the movies were, of course, great and amazing, but very, like, punchy and more, like, quick and kind of, like, fast-paced and, like, a movie. But very much visually homogenous you know like they all, yeah, they all kind exactly. of look and feel the same 
Exactly. So I feel like, and I said this about Soul too, where it felt like a Pixar animated short film that they made to be full length because they got so kind of crazy with the animation styles that they were doing. I feel Luca feels like the exact same way. Like this feels like the French film, The Little Star Prince. Like yeah. especially when they like go up into the sky to like look at the, the fish same stars guy. and all that stuff. I lost you. It's the same. Huh? The same director. I can't hear anybody. Creator, oh, animator. Yeah. He, that's oh, it's then yeah. Him. That, that's why Wait, it feels like that. Yeah, but, like, it just, it so much Am feels like that, like, exploration oh, of, like, color and saturation and shape that makes it feel like the shorts, where it felt like they, like, got the freedom to kind of go crazy with the animation, and now it feels like Pixar is letting the, like, the main movies that they go out have that same kind of freedom to get a little, a little weird with it, and I really like it. Oh, I thought you were talking about The Little Prince, the Netflix movie. Yeah. I think that <laughs> this Prince. movie, within the first, like, two or three minutes really captured. Because my whole pitch is that it feels like a Pixar movie to me if they have concepts that are, like, a little harder to grasp for, like, 8 to 13-year-old people. I think that's usually, like, what feels right for a Pixar movie for me. And this Mm. movie, I think that really, really quickly, like, you see it's about how like the childhood capacity for curiosity and compassion are just like insurmountable and worth following. Like you see Mm -hmm. like his curious nature and then also like empathy for something that is unknown is what leads and directs this movie. And I think that's awesome, especially in like a weird climate um, where people Mm -hmm. still you know, politically, we're struggling, we're struggling, but it's just, like, you can, but, like, within the first couple minutes, I was like, this is, this is a movie about curiosity, and then in, and two minutes later, his mom was like, you're being, you need to, like, stop being so curious, and you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, they nailed it before they even said it. I think that, Yeah, I mean, people were kind of, I I want to go. You're good, (laughs) you're good. I feel like, I feel like this movie kind of has that magic Toy Story thing, where it's like, this movie isn't, like, about one particular thing. It's about, like, mm-hmm. we've created this situation that speaks to any number of experiences, you know? And mm-hmm. we're engaging with, like, all these different things, and, like, you know, it, it's not, like, ignoring or, like, accidentally, but it's just, like, very broadly representative of a lot of different things, in the same way that Toy Story is, you know? Like, you can look at Toy Story and you Toy can Story say, 4. like, yeah. or any of them. Like, I guess it's you right, can yeah. look at Toy Story and be like, oh, it's, you know, it's sort of speaking about, like, fatherhood and, like, giving up your child. Or you can say, like, oh, it's kind of more about yeah, you could brotherhood. brotherhood or, like, you could mm-hmm. equate it to, like, romantic relationships sometimes. And, like, there are all these ideas and, like, different ways that you can interpret it. It's very elastic in its meaning, you know? And, like, I think that this movie has kind of the same thing where it's, like, you know, when this trailer came out, everybody was like, oh, this is Call Me By Your Name, you know? And, like... Mm-hmm. There's kind of had those vibes. Though. Yeah. And so so I was thinking about it. I was trying to like give it a queer reading as I was as I was watching it. I was like thinking about that that like line of things. And it doesn't like it doesn't like fully read as like a, a queer story, but it also doesn't not because it's like, you know, if you're if you try to like interpret it literally and think of it as like this is like a queer story, you would be like, so it's like, OK, like the big thing is like, you know, you're living in this area that just feels like inherently hostile to like who you are and what you, what you are. And it it just feels like you're like keeping the secret all the time. And there are just these 
things that you have to try to not do lest you feel like people like find out and it feels like it's a danger to yourself, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like, you know, and, and of course it's like about these two little boys and it's like about this like relationship they build together. And you're like, that is something that is absolutely speaking to like, not even just queerness, Mm -hmm. but like any number of experiences of, of like people like living in an area that just feels like inherently restrictive and hostile and dangerous to them, even though they're not necessarily doing anything. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but then if you like try to break it down, you're like, but then it's like the parents are also queer, I guess. Or like the parents don't want them to go there, but they want to go there. And you're like, well, but wait, like, what is this? This doesn't really quite work out, but it's like, one, one of the things it, it, it speaks that I... to that with, while also like being about different things. And it has just like different ideas floating around in it that are like representative of different things is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like. I mean, it's obviously not designed to be, like, a one-to-one allegory for, like, queer identity. Mm. But one of the things that I picked up on was different ways that your family can, like, react to you being queer in ways that are, like, damaging. Um, Mm. Because, like, on the one hand, there's, you know, you get kicked out of the house and it's, like, goodbye, you're on your own, like, side of things. But then you also have, like, you know, parents who are, like no, you can't be trans because it's going to make your life really hard. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I have, I, like, my, our non-binary uh, roommate had a lot of really hard conversations with their mom who's just really worried about, like, how the world is going to treat them and, like, doesn't want them to be trans because they're worried that they're going to, like, get abused by people. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. that's not a good way to to act but it's like out of like love in sort of a skewed kind of way and i i read that a lot into like the way that that luca's parents sort of acted with finding out that he's like on the surface is it's like not Mm -hmm. necessarily like the most healthy way to react to things but it's like coming from a place of like Mm -hmm. being worried about their kid Mm -hmm. and yeah that's just a thought that i had they're all clear, though. I yeah. totally agree with you, Jackson, that, like, yeah, there's obviously not one thing that this story is about. I think it, it, it's about a lot of different things, and but I think the two big ones that I got were honestly that queer allegory, and it, this was the one at the very end that they really hammer in. The idea that, like, there's been so many people have, like, touched on this artistically, but the fact that, like, the relationships that you make and the people that you love and the people that you let into your life kind of leave a stain on you forever, Mm -hmm. and they become woven into who you are. That even when those relationships end, even when you don't see that person again, that relationship and your love for them is always kind of there, just in who you are, Mm -hmm. which I think is beautiful. I was fucking crying at the end of this movie. Yeah. But I... I... It's a weird thing because Disney has had a lot of trouble, a lot of problems with queer representation, and of course Pixar isn't fully Disney, but is still a part of the whole big corporate, all of that stuff of all the complications with that. The umbrella. And yeah, did did they come out and say that it was not a queer story, or did they just say like, oh, they're just friends, or did they? No, kind of, I like, mean, I was I was looking I, into this. There was a um, the the director had this statement where he basically said like. We're really explicitly, like, it's not even, it's not even like, no, of course they're not gay. It's like, we Mm -hmm. really explicitly, like, between all these characters, like, you could also read, like, uh, Mm -hmm. Julia and, and, 
Luca. Luca? <laughs> Luca. Luca. Uh, the as, titular as, like, Luca. Having a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want to think about all these things strictly romantically, yeah. it's like, oh, there's, like, tension or whatever. But he says, like, mm-hmm. we really explicitly didn't want it to be about that. We didn't want mm-hmm. it to be about romantic relationships. We wanted it to be about casual platonic mm-hmm. relationships you make with people and, like, deep friendships. And, like... Yeah. Well, I, I think that... Well, that's the thing, is that you can tell... Like, it's a love story. It doesn't matter if it's a romantic right. love story, but, at, yeah. like, Luca and Alberto love each other. I like... Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. and Julia's father, like, loves Alberto and, like, goes and looks out mm-hmm. for him. Like, he's like, well, I think we should look Fully for him just in case. takes on that fatherly role. Like, that, yeah. it, like, but it, they don't... They're never like, oh, you're, like, my dad. Like, they're never explicit about yeah. it, but it's very clear mm-hmm. that, like, they... Even like Alberto, like at the at the end, like obviously, like loves Julie, Julie, Julieta, Julia, Julieta. But like, like he cares for her now. Like it doesn't matter. They, they don't define any of the relationships. But like, this is mm-hmm. a story about learning to love people, and I think yeah. that's. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I think, excited that I think not, one like, of the unique, uh, like things that ties into the queer allegory with the two boys is like even if even like viewed through a like platonic lens like sometimes if you're like a young gay kid and you find one other young gay kid like even if you're not like Mm -hmm. in a relationship you probably feel really tied to that person because they're the only one like you that you like have access to it reminds me of that moonlight in a lot in that way the first act of moonlight it sort of plays similarly in in just exactly Mm -hmm. that way you're talking about yeah and that's what I was going to say, is that the way that I read this movie was absolutely that, like, yeah, I mean, Luca and Roberta, or Roberto, are both gay. They are both gay kids. Like, that's obvious. I totally think that's the reading. But then to say that they romantically are together, romantically have feelings for each other, I think that's what's up in the air. I truly believe that this could, like, just this platonic, wonderful friendship between two gay children, I think is totally the thing. Because, like... I, I, I've seen a lot of good takes about gay representation and being like, if you have to make a tweet that says this character is gay, then that character is not gay. Because it should just be in the media in itself, and if it's not, if you can't see that reading in the media itself, and you have to go, like, outside of it to get that reading, then it's not a good reading. It's very, very death of the but, author, yeah. Exactly. And so I think that th- this is that kind of gray area of that, though, because it is specifically, like, children characters in a children's medium that, like, that romantic aspect of it could quote unquote like just not be there because they're children. Like if Julia and Luca kissed at the end of it, I'd be like, that was fucking weird. Not because I it was straight, but because it would be weird to watch two eight year olds kiss, you know? Like <laughs> Like in Ponyo. Like in Ponyo. Like well do you know what like, sort of Because like like little like four year old kids <laughs> like I had like a little like four year old kiss when I was like a little tiny kid. And that's, like, that has, like, a different sort of connotation than, like, a romantic... Well, but have you ever watched Mr. Peabody and Sherman? That movie's weird, and it's... No, like, the new 3D animated one. It's got the weirdest eight-year-old kiss at the end of it that feels really inappropriate like it's right. it's it's just not the vibe it feels like making these children be in a relationship way more than they should be at the age that they're at you know it just feels weird and it that's why i say what i like about it so much is that it totally feels like a platonic story but at the same time i do truly believe that this is excellent queer representation and i think that it, the, the the anger comes from how disney has handled other representation 
and then this like just piled onto it that we haven't had like this person is queer and the stories about them being queer because we have so many romance movies or romance like directed movies are like this is about this person and their relationship and they're straight and we just have like nothing for that for queer people from mainstream media and so it's I'm just, I'm kind of afraid that the movie's gonna get torn apart because they're not explicitly gay, even though I think it is very much a queer story and about being queer, you know? Like, especially, like, the ladies, like, the way the grandma is totally written as, like, the way that the family and the grandma interact, that anytime he wants to talk about the surface at all, they're like, we don't talk about that, you can't bring that up, you can't ask that question totally makes me think of a kid being like what why do two men marry each other and they're like no you can't bring that up you can't ask those questions shut the fuck up even though the grandma could have like we want to erase it even though it's a thing from our past that our grandparents and great-grandparents and the people before that it's always been a thing there's always been queer people but we don't want to talk about it and we're trying to erase it so that's absolutely where i think that reading comes from and like even just like the two old ladies that are secretly fish people in the, like, village. Like, I think it's so queerly. Of course, the metaphor falls apart just a little bit with the parents. But I think it also, like, I mean, the metaphor metaphor falls a little apart with Zootopia, too, with, like, racism and stuff like that. I think these are very complex. There's a lot with Zootopia. (laughs) Yeah, like, we're trying to get, we're doing very complex ideas that we're trying to fit into a metaphor, and the metaphor falls apart sometimes. But I think, uh, as a whole, I think it's very obviously a queer metaphor well, here's, yeah. here's what i'll say i think that like like i think those are all i i i guess what i'm trying to say is like i mean my take is that it's like toy story like i said before but i think it's about mm-hmm. more things than just that you know because yeah. i think absolutely i think yeah. that like this is a this is something that can that can extend to so many other circumstances and scenarios mm-hmm. because oh absolutely. you know one of the things I, I think about is like so it's like, you know, uh, when they're on land, the thing is that they're fish people, right? But it's like, yeah. mm-hmm. they're, but like their whole deal is fish people, like down where they used to be. And they're weirdly feel like, why are the, why would the parents also be like queer? And like, why well, do they yeah. like want to go? Like, it's like, it doesn't like fully like totally hold up there. But I think that like, it also speaks to just like the generalized, you know, the Little Mermaid thing. I had a big galaxy mm-hmm. brain take mm-hmm. on Little Mermaid a little while ago on the Discord, but like. You know, just that thing about, like, how, like, when kids are, are like, exploring, when kids, like, want to do new things, sometimes it has to do with sexuality, sometimes it has to do with, you know, just, like, getting out in the world and seeing things and having and relationships starting with to become a person. Yeah, starting to become an adult, mm-hmm. starting to have agency for yourself. Uh, like, the most obvious example, like, when you think about Little Mermaid is, like, sexuality, right? It's, like, you're, this, this girl is, like... I'm interested in, in sex and I think I want it. And like, this is something that I'm trying to do. And your dad's like, no, fuck, like stay, like, don't talk about it. And then like, she mm-hmm. goes out and does it anyway and gets into trouble. <laughs> like bad things happen mm-hmm. because she mm-hmm. wasn't like, you know, properly, properly socialized, properly educated about these things. Yeah. And she like bad things happen and it ends up like working out, but it's like a close call. And King Triton is like, Oh man, I probably, should have just I'm a bad parent. I probably should have yeah. just talked to my daughter about it. And I think it's very much that mm-hmm. thing in this movie too, you know, or like even Rapunzel, like about like sheltering mm-hmm. a, a a kid. And like I think that I mean like I said, it's just a circumstance. It's a circumstance that they just let speak to whatever it speaks to and that's that's what I think is mm-hmm. is Yeah, I think like it. allegorically it can reach to a lot of things like I obviously I think there are queer undertones, especially mm-hmm. like and not even just like transformatively and like we're hiding wise, but also right. it's just like, it is a relationship between two 
like young boys that mm-hmm. is ends in love like the end result is love and be it like brotherly friendly or like romantically i don't think that necessarily matters to this story mm-hmm. because i do think that overall like fear versus like a curious compassionate nature is mostly like what we're like what this is dealing in right because i i like what i saw a lot in this is like as a person of color like the fear of assimilating into a culture and like being uh like kicked out or like feared or hurt or worse Mm -hmm. like that that felt really real to me um like but also you know like that that's the beauty of of this is that it is like jackson and you're saying like it is it's larger than just like one thing. It's, so it's a concept that a lot of people can connect to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, but and then I like do... the thing at the end is like it kind of has that fucking Transylvania Hotel Transylvania thing, where it's just like, turns out it didn't even matter all along. Like it was just in your imagination, I guess. Yeah. Like they're actually nice. It, they just seemed like they weren't. You were keeping it a secret. It's like. I don't know if that's the difference, exactly, the difference between this yeah. and Hotel Humans? Transylvania is that in Hotel Transylvania they murdered his wife and then they were like, oh, it's actually okay. But <laughs> right. in this one, it was like it, it could have possibly been okay. I don't okay know. The whole like time, I think know. I, I they don't did think murder fish people. I don't know. I don't think that's true. I'm sure that they're like at the beginning. You see, like Alberto almost get killed yeah. by fishermen. Like I think that mm-hmm. there is like rooted fear from both ends. Like yeah. you're scared mm-hmm. of what you don't know. I mean, but I, I do, didn't. But it's easier to empathize with someone that you already cared about. Yeah, and like, I didn't. S- I didn't read it as like, oh no, they were actually just they're actually just all chill with sea monsters now because yeah. they did have that whole scene where like the parents were like, there are still going to be people that are like freaked out right. by this and who aren't going to like mm-hmm. you, and like, it seemed it seemed like the reason that they were like okay with it is because like they're children and like. They mm-hmm. act like children, and it's hard to like point a fucking harpoon at a little at a kid. <laughs> yeah. But it's also and children also that think... they had known. Like if yeah. they had seen mm-hmm. these ch- like sea monster children, they were like, "That's a monster." But once you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this is somebody that I know and I care about, and I ate pesto pasta with," like then mm-hmm. it's like, "No, this is my like beloved friend." Then. I do think it comes from that, like, love of the community, too, where it's, like, the reason the fishermen don't kill them is because Julia's dad is, like, hey, fuck off, I'll fuck you up if you try to kill these children. I love Julia's dad. Oh, he's amazing. I love him He was, like, Flint Lockwood's dad. Yeah. He was. He talked more, though. I liked him. I loved that his arm was just, like... He was just born like that. Like, that was, like, such yeah, a was so cute. choice he, like, detail. What happened? what happened to your arm? Because he's, oh, was it a fishing accident? And he's like, sea monster, JK, you know, I was born like this. I came out this way. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, like, especially because the scene where you realize that those two old ladies were actually fish people the whole time, is that you see the other old ladies, like, go to the police officer and, like, rip up the wanted poster. Like, it comes from, right. like that love of the community, like, realizing, like, oh, the people that I've loved this whole time were that, so I'm not gonna be... It changes my perception of, like, this type of people. I'm not gonna kill them with a harpoon now. Yeah, exactly. It makes them like other people because they realize the people in their community were were also like that. Yeah. I mean, maybe we just disagree. To me, it just reads metaphorically, like, oh, if you live somewhere and you feel, like, oppressed and scared all the time, maybe it's just in your imagination. You know, it kind of just reads a little bit Mm. more to me, like... No, uh, I don't. That's that's not, not, but maybe like we that. just disagree. That's not how I got it. I just I got like it is a lot harder to 
to hate someone when you right. know them. Um, but I do love yeah. that all these kids are entering in a competition where you uh, eat a big plate of pasta <laughs> and then Italian, bike like three the miles. And ride a bike up <laughs> the, a mountain. Yeah. The Italian. Yeah. They got a right. bike, which is very close to a triathlon, which is biking, running, and swimming. Almost. But it, the Italian eat. version of running is eating spaghetti. Eating like 3,000 calories of starch <laughs> before you do it. Yeah. That was, because at first, when, when they're like, Julia throwing up all over again, like, they, she's like, they made me stop. I wanted to keep going. I was like, wow, like, she was going really hard. And they're like, second event, eat 17 pounds of spaghetti. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Sure. She's the <laughs> only right. one that's ever thrown up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I loved the cat so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, the cat, yeah. Like the cat was awesome. so funny. The cat that keeps trying to kill everybody. Yeah. I was, I was like, worried that it was going to be, like, you know, the annoying animal sidekick. But then it was just mm. there to, like, make that funny cat growling noise and, like, have goofy <laughs> yeah. facial expressions. And it was just so good. It was, per- it was the perfect amount of funny animal. Yeah. Like, they nailed yeah. it. I do... What was I going to say? Oh, I do think... Uh, I mean, it, obviously the metaphor works for any type of masking that any person does. Whether it's, like, because you're neurotypical or because you're queer or because you're trying to blend into another cultural group or because for literally any reason that you kind of, like, put up a facade to, like, be normal, quote-unquote. Like, obviously, it totally works for all that. But I also do think that there is definitely a uh, neurodivergent uh, reading, especially for Julia and for Luca, like, the way that they, like... I I was just looking at, like, Julia, like, specifically, like, the way that she, like, moves and she, like, is so excited about things and she's loud and she's like, my mom tells tells me I'm loud and stuff like that. And, like, just, like, especially... Especially Luca, who, like, is pretty much like is oh i can't remember what it's called for it's where you daydream constantly what's it called maladaptive daydreaming daydreaming maladaptive daydreaming yeah like that's what he's doing and like he gets so excited about the learning and all that stuff and like the way that like julia like moves and flops around and is loud and happy like i totally think that there is definitely like a, a, a neurodi- neurodivergent reading to this as well which i think is a really cool one i really liked it <laughs> sick <laughs> yeah <laughs> well but i was just because bringing up the dad again because like he just he just doesn't have an arm and we're like yeah he doesn't have an arm that's just like all and he's also a really great people. dad and he makes great pasta yeah. what i'm still just all thinking neurodivergent like... people are missing an arm that's yeah. how you can tell yeah it's a symptom so, it's a... <laughs> no i meant i was talking about disability you know what i mean i'm still just thinking about like at least they made him eat the pasta after the swimming. Like they did cut him at least one break. Yeah, which was like, they didn't want them. To you don't die. have to. You don't have to do pasta then swim then bike. They cut you a break. And well, because the swimming well, first. because if you eat, yeah. if you eat, you have to wait thirty minutes or you'll drown. Right, or you'll drown. You'll die every time. You'll drown. Yeah, yep. you'll get eaten by leeches. <laughs> I, that's what I was gonna say. You'll get eaten by the lacrimose yeah. leeches. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I really do appreciate. Like you can tell that this movie is, like, a love letter to a culture and, like, yeah. a, a country. Like, I think that you can always just... You can always tell when someone is really excited and happy and, like, just loves who they are. And that really reads even to, like... When you don't have to explain everything, when they're like, this, they're... 
they like Vespas because it's Italy and Italian, and they say mm-hmm. they say Silencio Bruno because that's Italian for silence, Bruno. Like, wh- like you don't have to explain everything. Like, we're gonna we will understand. Like, you don't th- like it's like in the Heights. You don't need to understand everything to comprehend what what the point mm-hmm. is. And I I really appreciate that. Really like the, that. Mm-hmm. One of the exchanges that like caught my eye, uh, as like pertaining to that was when she's when when julia is doing like the fish deliveries and she opens the door and just like yells something at the lady and then just like shoves the fish in her hand and runs away <laughs> like the yeah. they open the door and just both of them just like yelled at each other for a second and then like parted ways. Yeah. and that was just that was just a really good pit <laughs> My, well, what it, it, it's that that little that little interconnection is that the lady opens the door, goes like "Hi," and like Julia interrupts her, has this little spiel that she goes through all the way through, and then throws the fish at her and runs away. <laughs> it's really good. I think that like just thinking about this movie like big picture, like the last thing I really wanted to say was like I'm still kind of chewing on the fact that they did like split them up at the end. You know, the two boys. Because there's a part of me that thinks that, like, especially when it comes to Disney, that is kind of, like, the go-to subversive ending right now, you know? Whereas, like, if a movie's all about a relationship or whatever... Frozen, too. Frozen, I mean, even, like, La La Land, I think about Wreck-It Ralph. It's not Disney! But I, I said especially with Disney, but it also applies to other okay. things. Especially, with, like, movies about relationships, whether it's, like, romantic or, like, a children's movie about friendship. Like, having them split up and have to, like, you know, deal with the, the, the internal feelings of, like, splitting up with somebody you love, like, physically. It's just, like, a thing I feel like I see a lot, and it feels like a thing that's very much, like, reactionary to the, the like, formulaicness of animated movies, you know? Like, they're, they're mm. trying really hard to, like, mm-hmm. subvert what you expect. And, like, I can't help but think, like, I think I would have liked this better if they had just both gone to school together, you know? <laughs> like I kind of I disagree. Ki- I kind of just wish they, like, it feels like they were, at least to me, it feels like they were kind of trying to subvert what you were expecting them to do. But I kind of wanted them to do what I was expecting them to do. I don't know. Go ahead. Okay, ahead. here's, here's like, why I am okay with it. And, I mean, you are, you are right with, like, that sort of becoming, like, a trope in, like, emotional, you know animated movies and everything but like for me uh, what was his name was it alberto mm-hmm. yeah the kid with the tall well, hair well it's actually um, pronounced alberto. alberto yeah alberto yeah <laughs> uh but like part of the really really important things to like his character was that like was like his attachment to his dad mm-hmm. and like his dad who left him and like he got to stay behind and, like, bond with Julia's dad and, like, got to have a father figure again. And I thought that was, like, really important because, mm-hmm. I mean, the second he mentions, like, oh, my dad lets me do whatever I want because he's not around, it's, like, immediately, you know, that's going to be, like, a big deal. Yeah. So it was, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, bittersweet because also they're coming back. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, where right. they live in the summer. Like, it's not like they're never going to see each other again. And also, and like, talking on the phone all the time, baby. Yeah, so it's like they're only, she's only gonna be gone for a while, and then he's coming back. And also, Alberto gets like to have like a relationship with like a father figure, mm-hmm. which felt important. I mean, and like their mm-hmm. answer to like Vespa means freedom is different for both of them because like Alberto already got to do everything he wanted to do. He, 
He, oh, I go here when I do this, and I, like, I, I go to sleep when I want, and I go to the human world when I want. I do what I want, but, like, there is no, like, th if there isn't somebody who cares about you, then, like, there is, I'm trapped in this cage of, like, loneliness. But then yeah. for, mm -hmm. it's, freedom for Luca is completely different. And he, like, he wants to know things. Like, he doesn't want to be constrained by, like, this fearful little bubble of, Hurting fish that bah, right. which also I'm a big fan of. When that <laughs> little, little that fish. first That's little funny. fish gave a little bah, I, I chuckled. I said, "Thank God, thank God they did that." I just feel like I don't get the bit. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know what the joke. They're sheep fish. Jackson, they're sheep. It's so sweet. They're fish that are sheep, I guess. Like sure, they're fine, so I sweet. Guess. Yes, it's cute. I, Jackson, I have if you such were an affinity sea for sheep, though. <laughs> And you heard, and you could hear like the noises that fish make. It would probably be like culturally similar to hearing a sheep. Bleed, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, got it. Continue. That was the bit. <laughs> I was like, I like for like they just freedom was different for both of them, and I I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Like they didn't try to, like say, and the gang stuck together, which is you know, which mm -hmm. they will, they will, and they and they won. Go underdog, go under the dog team. Yep, very yep, happy. Yep. Very happy for them and their well, prize I do, money. I mean, the big part about Roberta's character also was the, like, stigma that he had about him about being, like, the bad kid. Like, he literally right. says that. Like, they have that conversation several times. Like, Luca is like, I'm a good kid. I don't do all these bad things that you're doing. Which is a part of, like, Luca's journey of, like, empathy and curiosity yeah. and stuff like that. But with Roberto, he has that, like, kind of stigma against him of, like, oh, you're the bad kid, you do the weird things that nobody else wants to yeah. do, and then you get in trouble, and that, that's why you're by yourself. You're by yourself because you deserve to be, because you're the bad kid. So, I get, part of me, I think, especially because the way that we deal with the scene where Luca, like, gets the books and, like, starts to, like, actually learn, like, how the world works and stuff like that, and, Rober and, Roberto, gets, and Roberto gets angry about it, I, I kind of thought it would make it would be, like, the next big step for his character would be to kind of go to school and kind of realize that, like, there's nothing about you that's bad. You, like, you know, like, to go into experience those things that he had been avoiding because he thinks he wasn't, there's something wrong with him or he's not good enough for right. it. So to him to, like, go and experience those things that he didn't think he deserved to or didn't think that he yeah. would like or whatever. I, I thought did, that would I be logical. I don't think that for him the logical was, like, learning things is my... Like, is the answer to this. It was, like, for him, he thought running away. Like, I need to be running away. I need to keep running away right. if I can go anywhere. Yeah. Like, as long, if I can leave this island, then that's good enough. But it was less about the island and more about, like, having he a, needs family. a family. Yeah. yeah. He mm. needs a family. Because, like, Luca already has the support of a family. Like, he has both his parents. Mm. Like, too much. He's going to go to the deep blue sea. With his clear uncle. That guy rules. Terrifying. That, that was that so... Guy, the fucking... You have to punch his heart punch his was heart. such a good bit. Harder. That is an S-tier yeah. Pixar character. That is tough. <laughs> he just, like, is sitting in the corner. He's like, hello there. <laughs> I wonder... What's happening? He's like, a like, 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 deep-sea angler fishy. Yeah. Like, I wonder what he looks like yeah. when he goes on the surface. Is it different? Or does he just I know, I am really upset that they didn't make him go on the surface. Yeah. yeah, that's, well, maybe he's like a blobfish, you know? Like, if he goes too high, like, he's gelatinous, and so right. he'll, like, he'll, like, explode. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Am I happy? I don't know. Pixar, Pixar. Tell hello? Me. 
Let this uncle whatever go on the beach. Yes. Who is he? Is that the anglerfish? Just keep swimming, Finding Nemo. <laughs> That's the same one. Is that him? Yep. Is that? Because it's all in the same universe. Uh, okay. Did you guys notice? Like, did you guys notice and appreciate how cool? The surface tension on the water always looked. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like scene sticky. when they're I loved swimming it. over. Yeah. And they're like, pff, he he water skis across they, like, the water. They like pop out of it. Bit. Yeah. Uh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it was neat. It's really good. I think that the or, like even when he's like having the dream or the daydream or whatever, where he's like poking his head out of the water and he's not breaking the surface tension. Like even that was like, oh, pretty. <laughs> I thought for a second I was like, oh, his mom can control the water; he can't get out without someone's help. But then <laughs> I was very quickly I understood what was happening. So this is true. Dylan is mm-hmm. just brought up in the chat, so that we haven't talked about in a hot second, which is where does this movie fit in the Pixar timeline? I just I mean, said it's that. like the 40s, right? right? I mean, is yeah. it? I think that it's sort of... It's... I don't think it's during World War II, Adeline. <laughs> it's, well, it's not the 50s, though. It's one it's of those like... things where it's like, it's like Napoleon Dynamite, where you're like, this is like set <laughs> in a small town. And I'm, power. It's like, I'm not sure if this is set in the 80s I, or if it's 2004. I, oh, no, wait, no, no, no. Idaho or if it's just a small time, still. like... Yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say yes, it is happening during World War II, and they're like, "Oh, glorious!" Do you leader. think that World War II happened in the Pixar universe? <laughs> is that is that you think that there's a Pixar Hitler, mm-hmm. Keisha? No, I'm talking about Pixar okay. Mussolini. That's who I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about. Right? Hello? That's why do you think Hello? they're going to school to learn how to how to <laughs> strike stuff into this How to be a Hitler youth? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Keisha, you're the type fascism. of person that after everybody watches Beauty and the Beast, you're like, well, what about the French Revolution? They're all rich. No. You're that person. You're the one who said this takes place during the 40s, Alan. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> like, it's very yeah, clearly, riff- like, what is ripping on grounded somewhat in our reality, because there are Vespas. Yeah, but I'm saying... I'm saying that doesn't necessarily mean that it happened. <laughs> and also, I think f- I think Jackson is a little bit right. It could be the 50s, but just because it's such a small town that it seems like it's still the 40s, you know, because they just don't have new stuff. Is this the first time in a Pixar kind of movie that they've had, like, brand recognition before? Like, has there ever been, like, Coca-Cola or something? Yeah, I guess I never thought about it. They do in weren't there, cars. Weren't there neighboring cars in The Incredibles? Oh, Mack trucks. There are Mack trucks in cars. Right. Well, all the cars are real cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all cars. the cars are real cars. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we need to talk to Dan. I don't know. Yeah, let's call Dan. Like, <laughs> Dan. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they've ever had name brands in a Pixar movie before. I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Toy Story, Did obviously. We- I guess this doesn't I guess this movie doesn't have that far reaching of consequence on the Pixar universe it's just like there are some sea monsters and you're like sick no. yeah well there, Italy doesn't really have a like a big a big part yeah. to play Italy's in the Pixar not real. universe everyone knows <laughs> it's that it's true right. that's true um, sorry sorry pasta Lovers, have we lasagna? Have we checked back in on that website? See if they've if they've made any observations in the last few years. Well, if what else? Is, what's come out since on? then? I don't know. Well, so Soul. the world in that timeline, the world has to end it again for onward. Because how are they going to explain right. all the elves and shit? Like the world has I don't know. to. It end seems again. like they're somewhat derivative of these sea monsters. 
So the, See, people, the, excuse me. The Pixar Theory but they website but only the goes up history. to Monsters University still. So we've got lots of ground to cover. Yeah. Well, because Onward, Monsters they give work? you the whole history. Yeah, you, well, not For, the whole history. This well, mythos. yeah, because it starts when they're, like, living in caves and shit. That's, and they're, like, in medi- medieval the, times. And then you get assumed, to modern times. Assumed history. Like, how come, hey, how come King Tutankhamun had babies mummified with him. What up with that? Someone explain that to me. I don't know what the fuck Why you're they talking about. Are you talking about real he life girls? two baby girls. Two baby girls mummified in his tomb. Why did he have them? Why did they have babies? Was Why would you like take those to the afterlife? Why are you talking about this? I don't know because we don't know everything about history. That's what I'm saying. Wasn't King Tut like a teenager? Wait, what? Wasn't King Tut like a teenager when he died? Yeah. Mm, he had a lot of issues, but he was already, I mean, you know, you can start popping those guys like out, you know, pretty yeah. quickly. Was, yeah, I mean, he was like an inbred 14-year-old who became king. Like, it wasn't yeah. exactly, yeah. it wasn't exactly like well, a cool I wife. I mean, it could have been his wives. If you're 15 and you got a six-year-old wife, it's uh, club baby foot. when it dies. Club foot, overbite, uh, bad back. What the fuck are we talking about? Good uh, luck. It's I just, good luck. I feel We're bad for him. Yeah, just brought the podcast to a halt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like, this is the first time anyone's We're talking about it. the divine right of kings. <laughs> um, I just okay, say, okay. I'm just saying, you can't know every history. Can't know all history. Here's, Some things are mysteries. Here's my last criticism of Luca. This is my final, my final point. Uh, I kind of wish there were more jokes in it. There's not, like, a ton of jokes in this flick. There's some slapstick. That's fair. Yeah, so I mean, you know, there's some jokes, but there's not there were not, there weren't any like real knee slappers in this. Like they say Santa cheeses a lot. Santa mozzarella, Santa ricotta. Yeah, it's very funny and definitely didn't make me think. Is this offensive <laughs> every time laughed. it happened? Saint cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. The cat was funny. That's funny. That was funny. Cat I think funny. it's also like it's hard to like you have to remind yourself that like. I'm not a child, so it's hard for me to right. know what 100% children are going to laugh at. Gauge what the kids are going to be quoting for the next 24 <laughs> right. hours. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know what's funny? Eating spaghetti with your hands. <laughs> also, the yeah, parents. Honestly, like, all the parents, like, there are the times. The parents, like, dunking the all the kids was a yeah. really good joke. That was funny. That was really funny. That was the funniest part, probably. The water balloons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I mean, all I these things are And the uncle. Like, the cat and, like, the, the eating spaghetti with the hands. Like, all these things are, like, you know, they're, like, funny. But they're not, like, mm-hmm. a joke. It's not, like, a fucking knee slapper, you know? Like, I want there to be, like, some jokes, you know? Like, some good jokes. <laughs> you want, like, a you want like a Finding Nemo? Like, I really wish I could... I know that you're trying to communicate with me, but I really can't understand what you're saying. Right, exactly. <laughs> Finding Nemo is so good. As hell. Finding Nemo is so good. Lilo and Stitch is so good. I quote Lilo and Stitch once a day, right. at least. This is funny. You got jokes. It's, it's true. But this is, I maybe, you know, the the Gen Z, they're just don't, they're beyond us <laughs> as cuspers. Uh, I have some terrible news for you, Keisha. I think you are just Gen Z, and I think you need. No, no I, the three of us are like, are like very like, much. It's vi- like pretty much the definition of a zillennial. Yeah, like ninety six, yeah. ninety seven is like the cusper the, thing. The, the cusp. Yeah. Um. Well, but see, you guys so shut don't up. like Harry Potter. If you like Harry Potter, you're a millennial. That's the rule. Right. Um. 
Or skinny jeans. How do you, how you, do you know, feel about okay. how do you feel about Christian girl fall? How do you feel about that, Jackson? I just I want to air a grievance with TikTok, which is that um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that any content that's just like if and you know I think that this happens disproportionately to different groups of people. I won't necessarily go into it, but if your content is just like if you like this movie, then that means this about you. That's probably my worst favorite kind, like my least favorite kind of content. Like that. Well, Jackson, you just nothing. don't like it because it's always telling you you're an incel if you like Fight Club and you really like Fight Club. It's That's not what even it that. Is. It's like, oh, here's what your favorite uh, Pixar movie says about you, and it's always like, oh, mm-hmm. if it's Toy Story, the most popular one, then you're a, then you're definitely. Uh, a non-binary a person with autism and who's a Gemini and it's really hard for you to make friends or whatever and then it's like if your Jackson favorite is the Incredibles you is you're a dickhole and nobody likes you and you're like what is this based on who is this for you're just like synapses Jackson. firing in your brain Jackson. you're saying the first thing that comes to your head Jackson what? it's nothing it's a joke <laughs> It's not real. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's what we're saying. Nothing. No, that is what it doesn't make sense. No, that's what created. That's that's what the creator is doing. The creator is making it as a joke. The creator does not have these sincere beliefs. I know that, Adeline. I don't think they literally believe that. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't like that joke, is what you're saying? Yeah, I think it's annoying. Yeah, don't like that kind of. Okay. I think it is wildly inaccurate. (laughs) I think it is often annoying. I think it is so broad and doesn't make any sense. The jokes never make sense to me, and it is so often just like telling people that they're assholes because they like Finding Nemo or whatever, which I think is like damaging for tweens. Can I tell you my favorite TikTok? I mean, it's the Italian entire themed. internet is damaging That's for tweets. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Wait, my, this is my favorite TikTok. No one it's below the age of 16 should be here at all, period. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, is what it, this is how it goes. He goes, in an Italian accent, he goes, I do a kick. And then he kicks. And he's like, I do a punch. I do a leap. And then he goes, I'm levitating. <laughs> That's it. I think it's so funny. I think it's so funny. I've seen some good TikToks in my day. I do a fleep. Anyway. How are we feeling about Luca? I like it. Cool. I love Jacob Tremblay. I think he's a very sweet young boy. I wanted to talk about Jack Dylan Glazer. Yeah. Or Glazer. Because it weirds me out that his voice is changing. I... May I share an anecdote? It's very horrible. Uh, Okay, Uh, sure. Okay, so cool. I watched. Okay, I'm sorry. I watched. I've been watched. I watched Disney Channel as a child, mm-hmm. and and everyone, you know, eventually stops watching Disney Channel. Sorry to Disney Channel, but I, you know, you know, like there's some shows that you didn't see. You saw like the first few episodes, or, like first few seasons, but then you didn't see the ending. I've been going through and watching like just the last episode of some shows that I like aged out of just right. to see what happened. Uh-huh. And it like Austin it's and troubling. Allie. Like diff- the Austin and Alley season finale is cr- series finale is weird. It's crazy. I highly recommend it for everyone. It really takes you on a journey. But like voices are changing. There are like seventeen new characters. But like Jack Dylan Grazer's voice. When I saw that that was him, I was like, "This is what? Who? Have you heard of a staph infection? Like that's not the same thing. Right? It couldn't be." 
you guys carry this for a second because I'm looking at Amazon reviews right now before we wrap I, it up. I um, movies for oh, now. Fuck. Like, so what, there, there, there's that. Uh, there's that. Like iCarly, like new show that's coming out. That's like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and the the actress who plays Sam is not going to be in it. And she came out and said like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Because uh, I was miserable the whole time, and I was, like, being abused by the director, and, like, now I'm an activist who, like, speaks out against, like, parents who make their kids child stars. And, like, the mm-hmm. fact that they just have to keep the show going, like, knowing that that's all just out there in the open mm-hmm. is just, like, the most painful well, fucking elephant in the room. Like, mm-hmm. Well, because Dan Schneider's not a part of it anymore, is he? Because if he is, I don't no, think anybody no. would be excited about it. Yeah, because that man's no. a fucking pedophile with a foot fetish who's been abusing teenage girls for years. Like, yeah, Victorious, iCarly, all of them are like, yeah, Zoe Dan Schneider just wanted to look at our feet and lick our feet all day. And it's like, what the fuck? Why did we let this happen? Because, consider like, this, so, he's a there's powerful There's so much man. Fit, foot shit. Yeah, there's so much foot shit in iCarly, and it's solely because Dan Schneider was obsessed with, with specifically with Sam's feet, feet, and it's disgusting, yeah. Yeah, and now she's and we got just apparently a really we just good podcast him. where she talks about, like, about, like, the realities of, like, growing up with a stage mm-hmm. parent and being, like, on the stage and, since she was a toddler, um, that apparently is, like, really good it's like a good podcast i think it's called but there's also nothing with jeanette mccurdy i think is what it's called is it i think it is here let me see apparently apparently they cast they cast another kid in the in the new icarly series as like a new character who has also like been doing work since they were like two so Mm -hmm. the cycle Mm -hmm. continues i guess yeah oh it's it's called it's called that is a challenge for sure Oh yeah. Okay, With so the yeah, added so. like, yeah, like how do you? I that uh, I there is no answer, but like how do you differentiate between like someone who is like an actual child that is excited about acting versus like someone who is sub, mm-hmm. is the only income earner for their family and their mom has cancer and can't work? Like that is, it's crazy. It's yeah. like the uh, yeah yeah. But, like, like, if you talk to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, I do. Yeah, but there's a difference between, like, you know, being a child actor who, like, enjoys acting and having a stage parent. Yeah, absolutely. Because those, there are Mm -hmm. some people who are, like, fucking weird as hell about their kids acting. I, Mm -hmm. I've known, known a few. Oh, yeah. I'm just totally disassociating right now because I'm looking at the one-star reviews on IMDb for this movie. Are you getting mad? No, I'm not getting mad. They're just literally all precisely the same. Every Is single it like one. Not... I'm gonna. I'm just gonna read you a Give few. Give us a sample. I wasn't impressed by Pixar's newest animated installment. The film started off a bit interesting, and then the story became less interesting, and it felt like a series of shorts. It was too colorful and seemed like it was aimed at young kids. Cute film, however, I can't believe this is a Pixar movie. The quality of the film is subpar because the animation is very cartoony and the storyline is boring and seems like it's directed very much at children. Very questionable film, didn't really recommend it. They say the exact same three things over and over and over again. You think it's too cartoony? I'm going to fucking beat your ass. May I I speak to the internet directly right now? If you're looking at me in the eyes, look me in the eyes. If you're not, look me in the ears. This is a movie for children! 
You need to I remember know. that. It's not for you. It's not yeah. about you. The whole world's not about you. Not everything is a stu- stupid Marvel movie that was made just for you and your whatever. You need to you enjoy want, things and let them be what they are. You want you and want kids need things. Death, Love, and Robots is right fucking there, guys. Like, oh, yeah. God. Terror. Go watch Castlevania. <laughs> Talk about Uncanny Valley. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I still haven't actually seen it, which is wild, considering who I am as a person. <laughs> I just, like, it needs, it's one of those, like, when I saw the Lego movie the first time, I just needed to get through, like, the first ten minutes, because the animation, like, made me feel slightly uncomfortable, but then I was like, I'm okay, I got it, I got it, but I can't do it. I can't do it. No? Can't do it. It's just, like, they're making. Like, it's a they're making an Uzumaki movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. So here's what I'm thinking. About. Kijo, d- does that mean you know what that is, or does that mean you I don't, don't know, know what, what that is? What does it's, that mean? <laughs> it's the the horror manga guy who writes the really like fucked up like body horror oh, stories. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. It's about Love like a that. town where like all the people turn into like spiral monsters. You're it's thinking of Junji Ito, mm-hmm. Anna. You're thinking of Junji Ito. Yeah, the story is called Uzumaki. Oh, okay. It's by Junji Ito. Yeah, yeah, you said he's the guy who did this without ever saying his name. So. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. It's 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 the book that the guy yeah. wrote. Uh, okay, here's what I'm thinking about right now. Body horror? You and mm-hmm. I and many other right-thinking people in the, in the you know, media consumption world... Don't say right-thinking. Don't say right-thinking. Shut up. Like, understand why the animation in this movie is is, like, interesting and special and, like, how it's an intentional choice, right? Like, we can see that, like, this is what they're trying to do. It's very clearly a departure from their normal style. But when I read these reviews, I see over and over and over again, the animation's not as good. It was more cartoony. It didn't feel as good. People just don't like it. They don't, like, they don't have the vocabulary to, like, understand, like, why it's good, you know? The word like, good is doing some pretty fucking heavy lifting in those reviews. Yeah, because that's the thing, like, it just makes me think about it. Like, when you're, when you're making content for the broadest possible audience like this, you want, you want to do something that pushes your format. You want to do something that appeals to, to people who like to think about it and who have, like, a passion for the craft. But the reality is is that a lot of people as evidenced by these reviews will see this and be like looked bad looked bad it didn't look as good as the other ones because it was different and it was simpler and it was broader you know and like i don't know i guess i'm just thinking about that like from a from a from a marketing perspective i wonder how you deal with something like that how you approach these kinds of problems you kick their ass <laughs> And I, th- I don't know. Well, I think so that, like, when people, are, <laughs> when people are, like, it doesn't feel like a Pixar movie. Like, the movies that came out when we were younger were, like, very much set in, like, a, this melancholy tone. Right. Like, there's nothing sadder than Finding Nemo. Right. Finding, and, it's, and it feels somber. Like, the animation is very much, like, kind of muddled and muted. And, and it's still very like clear but mm. it's sad like it feels sad and this the movie music, is yeah. not much as more jubilant than that yeah it's not as deliberately tear jerking right yeah as, as like the first seven minutes fine. of up <sighs> like every pixar movie must be tinged in melancholy <laughs> right or it's not a mm. pixar movie yeah 
Bugs Life. No, that's pretty sad. Bugs Life is sad. Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> but I'm yeah, sorry. and you know, like sure, <laughs> it is. It's about like oppression. <laughs> yeah, but I'm uh, not sad during it. It's a very colorful movie. They're the music they is literally very are stamped on. Yeah, da, but it's da, not. Da, da, bug, little bug, tiny bug by Randy Newman. Little bug, tiny bug. <laughs> Just a bug. But it's not. <laughs> it's still framed as a children's movie. It's not that hard hitting. Like it's okay, all scary bad guy. But it's not. I don't. I, I don't cry during a bug's life. I do. Okay. When? Well, you there? You go. I cry when. I cry when Flick gets kicked out. I cry when Princess Ada dies. Gets punched. I cry when Dot <laughs> is like <laughs> pretended to seed. I cry when. I cry when the the ladybug gets misgendered. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't. I haven't seen Bugs Life for a while. So. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, do you yeah, do we want to wrap it up? Do we have anything else to say about Luca? We don't have. Really I think it's really good. It was good. It was good. It's really creepy pasta. Yeah. Do you have a creepy pasta? Creepy pasta. I knew that. I I knew this I podcast would go long. I've been looking forward to it all day. I, okay. I can, we could do pasta. We can have a two-hour long let's episode. Let's let Hold on. Do it. Do it. We're not going that long anyway. Uh, it's like almost eight o'clock. Find find a find an underwater creepypasta. Dude, you're gonna make me. I have Ocean a list of prepared creepypastas. You're gonna make me find. Oh, you do? Okay, well then, yeah, yeah. pick one out. Is there one that is about Italy? I got one about you. Is there one about Wait, Italy got... that's also about mermaids? Or fish? I'm, okay, I've general? got a really really good one about a vending machine. Okay, so there's pasta in vending machines sometimes. In Italy, there is. It's a bug, little bug, tiny bug. <laughs> I think that's the words, right? No, it's it's it's, it's, it's uh, just a bug, hardly there. Oh, hardly there. <laughs> just a bug, I like, little bug, hardly uh, there. If I think it it would be better if it was all bug. Just okay. a bug, little bug, bug I'm a bug. I, being a bug, it's hard to be a little bug. It's hard to live a bug's life. It's, <gasps> is that what that means? <laughs> Write that down. Send it to Pixar. Okay, guys, I got a, I, like I got a, life. I got a Red Bull from my local vending machine, and I opened it up, and I put twenty five cents in, and I was so excited, cause what a deal for a Red Bull! So I put one coin in, and I turned the knob and pushed the button, and the Red Bull fell through, and it fell, and I could hear it falling. I never hear heard it make impact, and it kept falling and falling and falling and falling and falling. And welcome to Creepy Pasta Book Club. Um. So I've sent it to the chat. Whoever wants what to read mean? it, go what? ahead. Usually, what do you mean you have it keep falling and falling and usually, falling? Usually you're talking about something that's happening to you in this moment. Not just like... That's what you fucking idiot. You told me last time I did one of those, you were like, Avalon, these fucking suck. Get better at that. So don't even come for me. We told, you, we told you to diversify your endings. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, okay creepypastas don't, one, and like. I have to? Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> the, the Red Bull kept falling, and I never heard it land. 
This is funny. It's anyway, that was it's months so ago. Good. <laughs> I've been standing next to this vending machine ever since. It never stopped falling. That's terrifying. Oh, hey, the vending machine is still out of order. Creepy pasta. Sometimes I go back just to check if it's still falling. It is. Jackson, we've been making that joke. Did we? Get in line. Yes. Okay. I've been multitasking. I'm out of In the Discord. Whoever wants to. Anna, this is all you. Bug. You have to do it in a Randy Newman voice, though. I cannot do that. <laughs> I I think okay, I can do it. I think I can do like a bad Catherine O'Hara though. There is a village somewhere in England that has not been inhabited for over twenty years. It Aww, it has long spooky. since been forgotten off of most maps, and only has one road in and out of it. England's not if that you manage big. to find it, it will seem a peaceful enough place. The derelict the derelict buildings being overgrown and nature taking back the land for herself. However, somewhere within the village is a vending machine which still has power. It will still have its original look and sell ordinary brands of drink. Like though with Though with 20-year-old packaging. The one Luke. at the bottom will be marked Luke. E. Try, Pay in only Luke 10p Approximately 50 years ago now. <laughs> you need to get it together. I just want to try new coke. What was so bad about it? I just want to know. Maybe the, this vending machine has the answer. They were not doing new coke in 2001. I know. I know. I know that. I just want to know what new coke is. What's wrong with it? Keisha, you are destroying your microphone. <laughs> I'm mad about the coke thing now. Okay. I'm mad about it. Should I keep going? Yeah, keep going. The one at the bottom will be marked E. e. Pay only in 10p pieces to buy this drink. 10 pounds? Before drinking the mysterious beverage, peer inside the can to check its color. Do not try to pour some He's out. Fucking it will idiot. refuse to leave the can despite any vigorous shaking you may attempt. If it is green in color, drink heartily, as it will give you an unnaturally long lifespan and good luck in everything you do. If it is red, Ugh. however, drinking it will spread a horrific pestilence over you, claiming one of your senses every ten years after the date that you first imbibed. <laughs> the end. That fucking sucks. Hey, what if there was a vending machine that had very yes. clear and concise instructions on it? Okay, also, like, if why, you get the this? bad one, if you get the bad one, just don't drink it, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> But if you get the good one, why do you want to live that long? That's the real creepy <laughs> part. Because, you because so you'd also have good be luck. Because yeah, you'd, you'd have you'd have oh. good luck in everything that you do. And but Kate, you're still gonna be around. It's only just, if it's green, uh, though. So if, if so, if it's not green, you just have to keep buying one until you get yeah. one. Yeah. And is making a good point they, in the chat, which is that the soda apparently costs approximately thirteen cents U.S. dollar. <laughs> oh, but yeah, because yeah, it was. This is from twenty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> There's also like oh it's ten pence is what that is. I didn't know what that abbreviation was. Like the or you can get a ginger ale. Well, no, it's called it's called E E. is the one that's magic. Right, right. Yeah, so you can be like, do I want a magic drink or do I just want a root beer? Yeah, you can just or just get a fucking (laughs) I don't know. I guess just what happens to the rest of the town? Ten cents. You can you can shake that. That If you're in England, yeah, take a stop. Yeah. Okay. So, um, why would it, why would so an English town you, have been abandoned 
20 years ago. That seems too recent to me. And, like, and also, like, so if you drink it when it's red, every 10 years you, like, lose one of your five senses. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, they didn't say five senses. That feels pretty generous if you're, like, 30. Yeah. I can go blind at Uh, 40. That's That's fine. Like, that's really not that bad. Like, (laughs) it doesn't even kill you. You just, like... Oh, in ten years you can't see, I guess. <laughs> well, Which they is also like, never specified what the senses were. Maybe it's like sense of fashion, oh. like sense of timing. <laughs> You're like weird, like light detection sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're like you can't tell when lights are on in rooms anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're, or you just like you can't like sense when people are like in a bad mood, so you just like you, you're like oh, just keep going, I guess. Right. You're like or oh, everyone's really having a good time. We'll stay out until three in the morning, and obviously everyone's tired. What happens you can't if you tell. Right. What happens if you drink both? <laughs> I mean, I don't think the two. So you're like 500 years old, but you can't see, taste, hear, or see. Yeah. Like, so like you just live forever, forever and you're really lucky. I'm really yeah. lucky. That's what Johnny got his gun is about. It is. <laughs> it's, it's, he, he drank both. Because yeah, yeah, those consequences aren't mutually <laughs> exclusive. You can live to 150 and have good luck, and also lose your sense of smell at 40. Maybe you're yeah, lucky enough like, that you sense won't. Of justice. In a yeah. way, in a way, the red, the red drink kind of just sounds like what aging is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, it's oh, like in, one in them, 30 years, forever, I might not be able really to lucky. hear. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> it's like makes, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, sh- I mean, sure. You're like, it's worth it for that sweet, sweet cherry flavor. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't even say oh, what it tastes like. Read. Rock bottom price point. I got the red one, but I just drank it. It was really good. I might go back like, for seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I got the red one, but I'm not gonna waste ten cents! What, am I crazy? I'm, uh, I'm reading the comments, and here's one I really like. Um, it says, It is a creepypasta I have seen on YouTube. It is actually not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hmm. I wanna see it. Send a link. Put a link in the description below. (laughs) What, on YouTube? I yeah. see this. Oh, I like this other one that says, the, those liquids are basically saying, colon, and then it has a red square. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. this one. This guy has yeah. a good point. He says, how are you supposed to drink it out of the can if you can't pour it out of the can? Which is I like a really good point. Says, Straw. <laughs> I, I like this one that says, it's okay, even though it's not that creepy, but something is something. <laughs> <laughs> You did post on this website, and I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the creepiest thing is that it's sad that um, our rural towns, people are fleeing them and going to urban settings, and that means that our our small town <laughs> industries are, are, are falling apart. Yep. It's very sad. R.I.P. Those whom drunk the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Neither Not of the them make you die. are still alive. <laughs> make you, your sense of... Your sense of life. Your sense of life. Liberty. I saw. Your sense of the pursuit of happiness. I just found a really Instructions sad. unclear. Drink is yellow. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Did you see the one above that? This, I can really use that green stuff right now. My parents can barely pay the rent, so I have no idea how I'm going to pay off my college debt. <laughs> oh, Dude. Oh, no. You're on the wrong website. Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe that's a creepy. 
creepy pasta. It's a mini. Yeah, a mini he's pasta. He's so desperate. Is, oh, uh, here's no. Here's here's a really good one. I found it interesting that there would still be a vending machine that works there, and liquid does not <laughs> defy gravity. So I am skeptical that this is even real. <laughs> you know, they make a fair point. Fair there point. A special kind of person who is just simultaneously incredibly sad and completely unable to read a room online. Yeah, <laughs> they drank that just, red drink. Just, they lost their sense of understanding the internet. Right. It's just like you're watching some music video and you scroll down in the comments and they're just like, my mom beats me every night. And you're like, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm really sorry for I'm, you. That's horrible. Yeah. I, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I wish I could do something. I don't you're know. Like, I don't, there's even, nothing I could do. Are they even telling the truth? Like, who are they? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Sense of direction. Oh. No, here's a really good one. Um, This story has many holes, and the first line of the first sentence gave it up. Like, quote, somewhere in England, unquote, dude. Just give us a specific place so your pasta won't be as boring as when you read that line first and foremost. Got him. Courtesy of someone who thinks they know how to write. Yeah, yeah. I was about Thank to you. say. Got him. Uh, you have to give us a specific line. existing town. Your hook is kind oh, of amazing. unbelievable. I think that your creepy pasta needs to be more grounded in reality yeah. next time. Thanks. Uh, there's just I a just, tall I, okay, guy I, I in want the to... forest. What forest? This this person who clearly knows uh, Shadow Slasher thirteen who knows better than all of these people. Uh, I want to reread the sentence just so you can listen to the grammatical structure. <laughs> just give us a specific place so your pasta won't be as boring as when you read that line first and foremost. Really good. I'm trying to like, you reread the mean. creepy pasta, but just be like, the in a town called Westshire, in in Essex. <laughs> There's an abandoned. Oh, is it so much better? I'm now? less bored. It's an abandoned town. I'm not bored called anymore. Your mom. Oh, so <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I'm so I'm so fucking hung up that I don't have a specific town title. Yeah, it's gonna distract me uh, the whole rest of the time. Uh, the town title was lost to history. Yeah, it's vending machineville, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> machineville. Uh, Keja, where can the good people follow us? That is such a good question. No one um, knows. That's the real creepy pasta. First of all, follow our Twitch account. Do it. And we, because we stream nearly every Friday, and if not on Friday, then a day that is uh, adjacent to that Friday. That we will let you know. <laughs> and hey, Next if you're not Friday. following... Yes, we will be, remember? We're getting Tabby. I thought we weren't for the... Th oh, that's Pokemon. right. No, we will be. Adeline, can you hear me? I am buffering really badly right now, but I hear you now. <laughs> Uh, so we will be That's streaming right. next Friday with Tabby. We're going to be doing Pokemon Heroes with Tabby next week. Uh, but if you're watching on Twitch and you're not following us, uh, it would really mean a lot to us if you did because we are trying to go for affiliate uh, in the near future. Um, and we need 50 followers for that. We're at 27 right now. Um, which 50 I think followers and Jackson grows a beard. beard. And I will grow a beard. I will put bad things on my face in the sake for the sake of beer. Anna specifically requested it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we're trying to get to fifty. We're at twenty-seven. Doesn't cost you anything. Just gotta click that follow button. Um, because once what did we... it cost you? 
everything. It's Thanos. Thank you. Thanos did say that. Bowing. Uh, I'm bowing for the listeners at home. Because we can't we can't get subscriptions uh, until we're affiliates. We gotta do that. It's like step one. So uh, it doesn't cost you anything. Just follow. Let it, you'll it'll let you know when we're streaming. And uh, I stream by myself sometimes. Sometimes I stream Mario with Adeline. We've done that a couple of times. We've got different things going on. Might stream just, you know, kind of spur of the moment every once in a while. But we're definitely streaming every week right here. And if you want to know about it, uh, especially if we change it up. Uh, but follow. We want those followers. We need them. Yeah. Let us, let us know in the comments if you want me to... Sh- or, you know, let me know if you want me to stream any Glee rants I go on. Because, wow, I do them for free right now already. You could do a Glee watch-along. With no listeners. You could not do a Glee watch-along. You would get banned from Twitch. You wouldn't put it on I want Not a watch-along. I will just rant about it. A Glee rants. A glance, if you will. You should uh, do. You should bring my mom on for that. <laughs> my mom loved Glee at Sounds one good. point. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a um, You can podcast. also... <laughs> it's just Maddie, me, and Suzanne. We're just everybody's going ev- ham. Everybody's mourning the death of of frenemies right now. I feel like the next logical leap in that in that oeuvre is me and Anna's mom watching Glee and doing a podcast about it. <laughs> well. If you want to listen to this again, you can also, it'll be up on our YouTube channel, uh, No Nerds Allowed. Jackson also just uploaded a video like a week or maybe two weeks ago. It's hard to tell this. The, I, my, ago, yeah. I lost my sense of time uh, to the pandemic and also to that red drink that I drank in a mm. small abandoned town in the UK, England, whatever. You. Yeah. So who's to say, but it was really good. You should listen to it. It's about propaganda. Probably not, but... You don't have anyway. the coordinates? What's the matter with you? <laughs> anyway, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can follow us on Twitter at NoNerdsPod. You can follow Jackson at JebraPack. You can follow Adeline at HollowBackHorse. And thank you to Anna for being here, talking about Boss Baby first and foremost. You can follow me it- at Rad Was Taken, and you can follow my podcast at Site107 on Twitter. And listen to our podcast on Spotify. Yes. It's mm-hmm. in, other, in other such listening platforms. All or wherever fo- podcasts are found. Whatever. Find us and, alive. And there's one in one spot where podcasts usually aren't found, but it's a secret place. You have to try and find it on your own. Mm-hmm. It's at the bottom there's of those a- cans. <laughs> it's, in one of, it's, in, it's third from the bottom. It's third from the bottom. <laughs> You open, you open it, and it's just like it's just like a can just, noise. Like you open yeah, it, like, and it just like, or like those cow cans when you tip yeah. it over. <laughs> you tip but it over, like... and it's just Logan saying hello, listeners. <laughs> yeah. So if you can find that, you can maybe live forever. You get a podcast in a can, and you get a ten cent Coke, new yeah. Coke. And you new can Coke also, from you the can 80s. also get a ten cent E. <laughs> Uh, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. Shit. Um, I think we're all having a good time oh, here. Join our Discord. Oh. Join our Discord. Yeah, Discord. Discord's important. Discord rules. Good over there. That is in our bio. Um, it's in our bio. Oh. Okay. And also, I know I said earlier that I wanted to have a video essay out every two weeks. I don't think I'm gonna make it because that's this Monday. But Monday after that, I'm gonna call three weeks. Video essay every three weeks. I'm just narrowing in on what's realistic for me and my life today. I think three weeks makes more sense. 
So I've got another video essay coming out soon. Not like six months from now, within a number of days from now. Not like last time. Anyway, just putting that out there. So subscribe to the YouTube if you want to see it. Uh, so this review comes from... I am, or Would you guys like to hear a one-star review of Luca? So this review comes from imdb.com. And uh, this person... The, the title of this review is... This is just a longer version of a sequence from Cars 2? Question mark? This is one of the worst Pixar movies, right next to Cars 2. Ironically, this movie strongly mirrors Cars 2, which was made about 10 years ago. The movie only lengthens a sequence in Cars 2, where the main character and his friend visit Porta Corsa, Italy, in order to compete in a race. Way too similar to the whole plot of this film. I don't know why they thought this movie would be a good idea. Maybe it will appeal to very young kids because of the bright colors and simple story? I don't recommend it to anyone over the age of 12, honestly. Tell us you've only ever seen Cars 2 without <laughs> yeah. telling us you've only seen Cars 2. <laughs> big, I mean, big boss baby this movie Italy sure, sure, isn't sure. a place. It's from Cars 2. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. It, this movie is derivative of The Little Mermaid. Kate it's, says there's the connection to the Pixar universe. <laughs> but it did answer how does, how does Luca fit into the Pixar theory? Yes, so yes. thank you. Thank you. Thank it's you, part Kate. of the Cars universe. They should have told Luca, like, look at where you're standing thousands of years from now. Lightning McQueen will tread these <laughs> very same stones. <laughs> Uh, anyway, my name is Jackson. Stand McBride. right there. <laughs> my name is Adeline McMurray. My name is Adeline McMurray. <laughs> my name is Keisha Rhodes. And my name is Anna McGuire. And this has been No Nerds Allowed. <laughs> that no, Keisha. That's my IP. <laughs> no, oh, I just I couldn't wait any longer. But I only okay. have so much. I only have so long until I lose my sense of hearing and taste and smell and, <laughs> and the chat other says. such senses. <laughs> Mujembo in the chat says, Italy is a fictional place from Cars 2. <laughs> I really... If, uh, what, what, if you could go to one fictional universe, where would you want to go? Italy. Probably Italy. I, you know, Italy's cool. Kate Kuro says you could lose your sense of humor. I lost mine <laughs> years ago in the war. Cars 2 is <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Cars 2 is a documentary about the history of Italy. <laughs>